serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Hallsville Indians. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Second to last game of the season for Hallsville and a marquee quarterback matchup on tap here tonight as... Colton and Nichols and the Indians have traveled to Jefferson City and Blair Oaks to face Dylan Hare and the Falcons. Happy Friday, everyone, for the second to last time of this regular season. Welcome in on the Show Me Sports Network. I'm Ben Schmidt alongside Campaign. And Cam also has certainly got their work cut out for them tonight as they face Dylan Hare and this Blair Oaks offense. Uh, well, Ben, that's an understatement because ever since I moved to Mizzou, all I heard about in high school football around mid-Missouri was this Dylan Hare kid and Blair Oaks, and apparently they're a really, really good team. That's all I've heard about since I moved here, so more than having their hands full for Hallsville is an understatement. Absolutely. Both teams here coming in off of wins. Blair Oaks coming in off of a lot of wins. They're 7-0 and on the season. But Hallsville had a pretty convincing win themselves last Friday night. Heard it here on the Show Me Sports Network as they, in their final home game of the season, defeated Southern Boone in relatively easy fashion, 50, excuse me, 48-27. to And that was led by the five rushing touchdown performance by the senior running back Harrison Fowler. Colton Nichols added in two more with his legs as well. And all around, it was a good night for Hallsville. But when you look at Blair Oaks, they are averaging 55.7 points a game, 390 in total, and are coming off of a game last week against Eldon where they dropped 76 points. And it's not just Dylan Hare, too. He is the key to that offense, but there are some playmakers all around for the Falcons. They've got a couple of senior wide receivers, especially Alec Weiberg as their leading one. So it's going to be work cut out for Hallsville. And I think that this is a team that's going to have to play with a lead and probably run the ball about as well as they have to keep that offense in Blair Oaks off the field as much as possible. Well, um, all I can say is they're going to have to run the ball, yes, but uh, they're going to have to score points and a lot of points because 55.7 points a game for Blair Oaks, you're not going to stop them. It's just more you got to contain them. 
and that's probably not going to happen either. And this is a team in Blair Oaks that won the state championship just two years ago during the 2020 COVID year. And that same quarterback, Dylan Hare, is back and continues to pull it up, especially the prolific rushing numbers. Although with Nichols, we've seen him push the ball into the end zone with his legs 18 times, which is pretty incredible to say through just seven games. He's averaging 167.1 rushing yards per game. But at back to Harrison Fowler, he's up now after last week to 169 point rushing yards per game. That is a pretty incredible number for the running back who missed the first couple of games of the season, but since returning has been nothing but dynamite. We're just about 20 minutes or so away from kickoff here in Blair Oaks. Got the Falcons and the Indians in Jefferson City. Looks to be a pretty good crowd on hand as it's senior night for these home of Blair Oaks Falcons. Well, we can see a whole lot of Hallsville fans right across from us on the other side. And Cam, I don't think it's really a stretch for me to predict that if Hallsville wins this game tonight, it would probably come in a shootout. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be coming in a form of shootout. I'd be very surprised if it's 9-6, uh, especially since Hallsville doesn't have a kicking game. But uh, it'd be a very interesting game if it just turned into a defensive slugfest, but I highlight out that. Yeah, I, th I don't think you're too far off in that prediction. Well, we'll get to hear a little bit about this matchup and what Coach Conyers thinks is on tap for his squad in their second-to-last game of the season. We're going to win their second in a row, get to 5-3 and three on the season. Hear everything that he had to say when we return in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. Go, don't go anywhere. Coach Conyers coming up. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Welcome back, everyone, on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. As always, before each and every Hallsville football game, I want to welcome on the head coach, Justin Kiners. Coach, thanks so much for joining us before your team's road game against Blair Oaks tonight. Hey, once again, thanks for having me on. So last week, your running game against Southern Boone was spectacular. Can you kind of tell us a little bit how you schemed that up and then plan to attack like that again tonight? You know, for us last week, the big deal was, you know, we, we started doing some shifting and some motioning, some things that we haven't done all season, just to try to make sure that we were running the football at certain players of their defense that we found on film that we really wanted to try to attack. And, and we thought that they would set their strength one way, we could shift the other way and really get an advantage and, and running the ball that way the other night. And, and we did just that. And once they started shifting and moving to our adjustments so and making adjustments, what we did is we just got into our double tight set and it gave us a chance to really pick where we wanted to run the football. And I'll tell you what, Harrison Fowler did a tremendous job. I had over 340 yards on the ground and five rushing touchdowns. And being able to really just control that clock in the second half the way we did and manufacture those drives was, was very, very impressive, I thought, from our offensive line play. And so, you know, tonight, uh, one thing you see from film is not a lot of people have lined up and just tried to run the ball right at Blair Oaks. They try to kind of get away from the stuff that they normally do because Blair Oaks is so physical at the point of attack with their front seven and the way they play this 4-3 defense. But, you know, here's going to be the thing we've talked about all week long. If we're going to win this football game tonight, we're going to have to be able to run the ball and we're going to have to be able to control the clock a little bit because their offense is so explosive. We want to try to keep those guys off the field as much as possible. So let's continue talking a little bit about Blair Oaks defense. 
What type of challenges does it kind of present to you? And I know you already talked about a little bit about needing to run the football, but you know you're facing a defense that's allowed two touchdowns or less in every game they've played except one. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you look at them, they're extremely well coached. Uh, they're fast, they're physical. And the thing that you, you like, was a, even whenever I turn on the film and I watch them play, is like just how downhill they play. And uh, it's hard because the, they're playing with leverage, they're playing with force, they're, they're, they're very physical at the point of attack. And so that's why I think a lot of teams have gone away from trying to really run the football at them. And so, you know, I think our offensive line play has been really good all season long, and we have some good physical pieces up front. And so we really want to try to take advantage of that tonight. And we, like I said, we're going to do what we do, and that's run the football. I mean, we don't throw the ball a whole lot. I know we're going to have to do it a little more tonight. We're ready for that. But we're definitely going to have to run the ball, like I said, if we're going to have some success this evening. So how has practice looked for you guys this week, coming off such a big, impressive win last Friday? Uh, last Friday, you know, was, was one that we really needed, I thought, for our program. You know, sitting at 500, getting ourselves back over that hump of being in 4-3 and three now, senior night. Uh, we definitely, especially with it being Southern Boone, too. You know, that's a huge rival game between Hallsville and Southern Boone. So, you know, anytime we get a chance to, to play those guys, we want to make sure that we're being successful. And I thought the physicality piece was was tremendous on both sides of the football last week. And so for us this week, the way we approached it is practice was the same way. We had our best week of practice to date, uh, you know, last year or last uh, last week, excuse me. And so this week I have really pressed the same thing is we've got to be able to be fast and physical on, on at practice time and not take plays off. And so we've really challenged our guys again to practice hard because in our minds, these games and how we're practicing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays are going to have an effect on how we're going to be playing on Friday nights. And I, I thought last week for Southern Boone that we really won that football game with our Tuesday and Wednesday practice preparation. So obviously we're very late in the season. This is now looking at your guys' fourth road game, but I've never really asked you, what does a Friday look like kind of for your team when you're getting ready to go on the road? What's that day look like for you guys leading up to a game? Oh, it's it's a lot of uh, you know us waiting the waiting the waiting game as all Fridays are you know uh, it's one of those deals where you know the kids are focused on the game they're they're trying to get to the end of the school day but now we uh, so we'll get out a little bit early not much and uh, we'll head down to our locker room we'll have a pregame meal there set for our boys and then we'll get on the bus and and we'll head down to Blair Oaks and whenever we get off the bus there is it's just the way it looks for us is now it's just our regular our pregame stuff you know that we get into so these these trips are not that far these young men are. Uh, they're they're a little spoiled uh, playing in the Tri-County. They think you have to take an hour trip, that it's a long way. And, heck, I remember days back at Battle where, you know, I'm playing Jackson, we're playing Carthage, we're taking three-and-a-half-hour, you know, bus rides. We're having to, to miss a whole day, a half day of school at least to get there. So these trips aren't too bad for our guys. And, and really, you know, whatever we always talk about, make sure that it's business-like on the way down there. And that way when we get off the bus and we get here, it's time for business. So back to the team you're facing tonight. We talked a little bit about Blair Oaks' defense, but what did you see on their offense aside from their quarterback, Dylan Heron, your preparation for this game? Well, let me tell you what, guys. Anybody that knows Blair Oaks and knows Dylan Heron, it feels like the Harris have been here forever. Before Dylan, there was his brother, and he was there for four years. And he was a four-year starter and won a state championship, and now Dylan's been here. I'm just mad, man, every time I click on film, I, I, uh, I love the kicks. I love his competitive edge he plays with. But, man, I'm ready for him to graduate because it's been – been a long haul of defending the Harris, you know, and, and he is, he's good guys. I mean, he really is. I, and, and that's just being honest with you. Um, uh, two weeks ago, you know, preparing for Osage, I should have been watching Osage defense in there for a while. My eyes got caught watching Dylan Harris put on the clinic because it was just play after play after play. Please snap read, no one worries about the football. 
he's so solid and good with the run game and with this arm strength that it just makes it tough on defenses. So, you know, the big thing that we want to try to do our best job of tonight is changing his pre-snap read. Um, you know, that's been the thing we talked about all week. Whenever he is focused in and he knows pre-snap where he's going with the football, he is extremely effective. I mean, it is very, very effective. And so for us to be able to cloud that pre-snap read, make him have to go to the second progression, to the third progression, that's going to buy us time to be able to hopefully create some sort of pass rush to be able to get to him tonight. And, yeah, that's the next thing I wanted to talk about, the pass rush, just because – from my point of view, when it seems like you're kind of able to limit quarterbacks the best, especially with Austin Evans last week, who had had a really prolific passing season, it's been because of the pressure. So is does being able to create that tonight come mostly from the pre-snap read thing? Yeah, you know, the big thing is, is like they do a lot. You know, they, they used to line up, and, and we may get some more of it tonight. You know, we're, they haven't changed through the course of the season in the film we've seen. But, uh, you know, they used to do a lot of motion in, motion out. Now it's just really trading from – their, their empty formation from one side to the other. So we've got some adjustment movements that we, we've we seen that we think are going to be effective versus what they're doing tonight. And so that's the thing is, you, you know, I think if you're able to be able to change that pre-snap read and cloud that judgment just a little bit to get him out of rhythm, now it gives us a chance and an opportunity to be able to pin our ears a little bit and try to get after him, especially with that pass rush that we've created in the past couple of weeks. Coach Justin Kiner is joining us here on the Show Me Sports Network pregame show. All right, Coach, back to your offense. What do you kind of tell your quarterback, Colton Nichols, this week, first-year starter and arguably the toughest game he's played so far as a quarterback? What do you, what are you in his year saying? Manage the football game. Don't do too much. Don't try to go out and win the game on you know every single play. Manufactured drives. That is our whole key to tonight's success is manufacturing drives and finishing drives with points so that way we're trying to keep our defense off the field because here's the deal. If we try to go super fast like we normally try to do, if we're able to, you know, and we have to, and we end up going three and out, it just puts our defense in a bad situation and puts them right back on the field. So, number one, we've got to be safe with the football. Pre-snap read for him. They give us some great looks. We don't do a ton of motioning, so you know what you're going to get pre-snap. He needs to make sure that we're throwing the football. He knows where he's going with it, and the ball is in and out of his hands tonight. So you talked a little bit earlier about how important running the ball was going to be tonight, especially to keep their offense off the field. And it's important every game, so I don't know how much of a difference tonight makes, but how important is it to jump out to an early lead and not have to play catch-up when you know their offense is, is, has so much firepower? Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing that you see uh, on all the films of this year is just the way they compete, and they're, they're a really good halftime adjustment team too, so – you know, let's say that we get out tonight and we're playing with them in the first half and we got a close football game. We have to be and anticipate the, you know, the adjustments that their team will make because they, they do such a good job of that. And I've seen a lot of films where, you know, it's a close ball game at half and they come out and they just blow it out of the water in the second half. So we're going to have to play all four quarters. And like I said, the big key to tonight's success is manufacturing good drives and, and not just going three and outs and being able to be physical at the point of attack and match their physicality. If we can do that on the offensive side, we're going to give our ball team a chance to, to compete tonight. All right, Coach. Well, lots to do before tonight's game in Blair Oaks. Before I let you go, anything else you'd like to say or add on this second-to-last regular season game for Hallsville? Yeah, we're getting close to wrapping it up here. You know, um, the season's kind of been up and down and all over the place. But I tell you what, our kids are playing very confidently right now, and that's what I'm the most proud about. I think, like I said, last week it showed a, a tremendous effort from our guys and an attitude that I've been looking for for a few weeks now. And that's what I said is 
we got to go out in these last three games. It's fourth quarter of our season right now. That's what we talked about, playing our best football in weeks eight, nine, and ten, and here we are. You know, we're in week eight tonight, and we got to go out. we got to play very sound fundamental football tonight, and we have to get ready to really make sure that we're making that push to get ourselves over the edge to where we want to be when we get to week 10 for our, our the start of our district play. Well, Coach, thank you so much. As always, best of luck this evening. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you after the game as well. But for everyone else, stay here on the Show Me Sports Network. Cam and I will be back in just a moment to wrap things up and get you set for kickoff between Hallsville and Blair Oaks. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Ben Schmidt campaign back to wrap up the last second or so of this pregame show. Hulsville and Blair Oaks just a couple minutes away from getting kickoff. Looks like we've got about eight minutes till the green and the purple will take the field and get ready for this marquee matchup between the two quarterbacks, especially Dylan Hare and Colton Nichols. Cam, any final thoughts from you before this presumably shootout gets underway? Uh, I'm going to say final score is going to be a, a uh, definitely just take the over. I'm not going to predict the final score. Just take the over in this game if you're betting on it. I, I think that's probably not a bad idea. I believe we went off the air for about a minute or so during the pregame, so we do apologize about that. We've got to correct those, so it shouldn't be another problem. But we're going to get into the game, get ready to go. This is going to wrap up the pregame show. We'll be back for the start of the game on the Show Me Sports Network in just a moment. You've been listening to the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Pond Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. And Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Hallsville Indians pregame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions
It's time for Hallsville Indians football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for the Indians radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Just about that time, high school football on a Friday night in mid-Missouri, Hallsville and Blair Oaks. Just about five minutes from kicking things off here at Blair Oaks. Hallsville on the road for their fourth time this season. Happy Friday as usual, everyone. Thanks for spending it with us on the Show Me Sports Network for the second to last time here, at least in the regular season. Hopefully more games to follow following next week, but we'll see as we get there. But I'm Ben Schmidt, campaign with me all night long. Presumably a high-scoring game here tonight as we've got the Blair Oaks Falcons who are averaging 55 points a game facing off against your Hallsville Indians who also have the prolific offense put up a very nice total of 48 points last week. They've scored 30 rushing touchdowns on the season. So if there's any inclination, I think we'll see a whole lot of rushing touchdowns at the very least here tonight. Probably not Probably not a bad prediction there. Uh, it's not a bad prediction uh, there, Ben. Um, it's going to be a fun game to watch. You're just going to see a lot of ground and pat owned. Uh, we know about Dylan Harris' feet. I want to see what he can do with his arm. That would be cool to see. Um, Colton Nichols definitely have to be a game manager. Like you said, a coach Conyer said in the pregame interview, he's going to have to manage football. He's not going to have to turn it over. He's going to have to manage his offense. And they're going to have to control the clock if they're trying to seek out a win here against Blair Oaks and its high-octane offense. And I'm excited, too, because also heard Coach Conyers mentioned it, probably the most passing type of game we've, we've seen out of Colton Nichols so far this season because they've been so uh, so good with the running the football and the defense has relatively for the most part kept the other offenses at bay really the defense has done a great job outside of the one 59-58 loss of Boonville and because of that for me they've been able to run the ball so much but when you presume that Blair Oaks is probably going to be punching it in the end zone a whole lot because hey let's not kid ourselves I don't know if there's a whole lot of defenses in the state that are stopping the Falcons when you take all that into consideration probably going to have to pass the ball a a very fair amount here in this one and I think that's exciting because we haven't gotten to see Colton Nichols do it we've seen spurts yeah. of it here and there and there's the the door is open for Rui to grab this game by the horns and, and step up near the end of what is his first season starter in his junior year uh, definitely the key to this game though like you said we're probably going to see him a little bit pass the ball a little bit more but if Hallsville is going to win this game they're going to have to stick to that identity in its run game eventually I want to see Colton Nichols get at least 30 carries that, that's what it's got to take if you're going to win uh, you got to see 30 carries. You got to see Harrison uh, Fowler get involved in a run game too. Give him try to get him 25 touches. Just basically, you got to run the football because if you get up 30, 20 carries on two guys, that's what 60, 70 right there. That's it's, a big number. It's it's a big amount, and especially for a team that does it efficiently as they do, you would think if you're running it that many times, you would have some success. Crazy to think that Harrison Fowler missed the first couple games of the season. Mm-hmm. 
and we've only played seven in total, so he hasn't played the full seven, and he still has 11 rushing touchdowns. I mean, he has been finding the end zone at a very large amount, and I know he had five last week, so that does kind of boost that number. But he has just been so, yeah. so good, and more than what just the stats say, the offense was humming before Fowler came back. It feels like it's been even better uh, ever since that point, and they're going to need every bit of Harrison Fowler here this evening. Don't want to put it all on one yeah. player because it's going to – it's going to have to take both Colton Nichols making great passes, Harrison Fowler out of the backfield, and probably out of these receivers, Halls will probably going to have a couple of them need to play their best games of the season if Halls wants to win. They're definitely going to play their best game of the year, but you mentioned it, Harrison Fowler came back to his offense. They felt more explosive. They just felt more versatile. And as I look at uh, his frame right now, he's foot 205. I want to see him get around that 25-carry thresh mark, not because in the fourth quarter they're just going to wear down. Absolutely. We're just about a minute from kickoff. We've been waiting all week for this matchup. Should be a good one. It looks like the fans have, too. It's packed on the home side line as well as across the other side. The away bleachers are relatively full with the purple and white. Really, probably not as much purple because everyone's bundled up. We're lucky enough to be here inside where it's not as cold and windy out there. But Hallsville fans have made the travel as per usual. Jersey matchup, Blair Oaks sporting the green jerseys, white pants, and the green helmets. I have to say I'm a fan of those. And Hallsville has got the white jerseys with the purple pants. And now all those uniforms are taking the field. The coin toss is over. Blair Oaks will get to the ball first. The Halls will be kicking it away, and we will see Dylan Hare and this Falcons offense kick things off tonight. All right, here we go, Cam. Should be a good one. It should be a good one. Let's get to it. So the ball has been placed on the tee. Clock is set to 12 minutes, and it is time for football. Fans here are on their feet for the Falcons along with the ones across the other sideline the run and the kick it is boomed away it's not hit all that far Blair Oaks gets it on their own 31 and then just falling straight down will be the returner so that's right around where the Falcons will start decent field position for their first drive on offense didn't see who that was that fell on the ball regardless no effort to return it here comes Dylan Hare and company So first and 10 for the Falcons from their own 32-yard line. That's where they'll start this drive. Offense is going in shotgun formation. Heavy set on the right side now. Wide receiver going in motion. Hare takes a snap. He's rolling to his left. That was quickly left side. There's a receiver open to the 35. Angles of field past the 40. And stiff arming his way out of bounds will be the senior, Adam Hall. He came in motion and found a whole lot of room to work with in the flat route. And he is going to move the chains on the first pla pass play of the game for Blair Oaks. It was a great read by Dylan Hare there. He saw the Halls would have everything caught up deep after the play action. Just went to the flat to the open man. So Hall's got his her, his first catch now back up to the line of scrimmage quickly. Nick Closer goes in motion. It's a handoff running back up the left side, and he's hit at about the 46. Falls ahead maybe to about the 47. So it'll pick up just a few there on the first down run. Uh, freshman Hayden Lackman gets the carry and was... Met with some good penetration by the Hallsville D-line. Yeah, it was met by a great penetration by the Hallsville D-line. They were able to just wrap up nicely and have a minimal gain. Second down and five for Dylan Harry, who's got the running back directly behind him. Gives it to him up the middle. He's got the first down angles outside past the 45 and falls ahead down to about the 42 before he is tackled by a couple different Hallsville defenders led by Gage Harbison. But regardless, that's another first down. Back-to-back -back runs by Lackman, and he's moving the chains. That was a good, nice little inside zone play. The running back's able to read it, cut back a little bit, get a couple yards. So Blair Oaks has been moving pretty quickly after these plays. Hare and company looking towards the near sideline for the call. Pistol formation. Lackman directly behind 
Uh, Dylan Hare, he takes a carry. He's got room. 35-30, angled from near sideline. 25, cuts back in. 20, and he's tripped up, falls head to about the 15. Mighty saved a touchdown right there as Aiden Lankins brings down Hare from behind. But Blair Oaks is on the move now deep into Holswell territory. Ben, I may, I may describe his feet as a little tippy-tappy because he's got the moves and he's just shifty. Hare came near sideline and for a moment looked like he may just take it out of bounds but then cut back in and if not for Lampkin's tackle I think Dylan Hare may be in the end zone for touchdown number one regardless we're just about a minute 20 seconds into this game and Blair Oaks is already sitting at the 15 yard line of Hallsville pistol formation Hare takes snap he's going to keep it himself again running outside he's to the 15 he's got blockers 10 inside the 5 and he's out of bounds right at about that 5 yard line so he's either going to get very close to a first down or maybe even move the chains and goal to go now as it looks like they are going to move those chains after the 10 yard run by Dylan Hare and Hare's efficient with that read option play just deadly you think the running back has it no he just pulls it last minute and is able to break away with some speed so first and goal from the four-yard line. Just a couple plays into this ball game, and the Falcons are already go-to-go thanks to one pass to Adam Hall and then a plethora of rushes by Dylan Hare and Hayden Lackman. So here we go, first down a goal. Whole lot of men in the backfield. Hare's going to give it to the up man, trying to rush up the middle, and he is met, only going to get down to about the two. Nope, he keeps going. He's in. Touchdown. Dylan Hare actually kept the ball. He fooled me on that play. I thought the fullback had it, but Dylan Hare kept it himself, and he gets into the end zone. Blair Oaks up 6 to nothing. Yeah, it's executing the read option just perfectly. That's what Dylan Hare does. You know, it reminds me of back uh, the 2014 uh, Washington football team offense with RG3 in that backfield. So Hare will get his first rushing touchdown of the game. There were so many men in the backfield. Tell you what, that's I've been faked by a few read options. I think that's the best one I've seen. Here comes the extra point, snap down, kick on the way, and it's good. So Blair Oaks just about a minute and 40 seconds into this game is up 7-0 on an excellent first drive for the Falcons. So Hulls are going to have to respond. We'll take a very quick break, and then the Indians offense will be back in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Ben Schmidt campaign back on the Show Me Sports Network. Blair Oaks and Hallsville and the Falcons made it look easy on their first drive, punching it in on the Dylan Hare rushing touchdown and then the extra point made it 7-0. Here's a kickoff for turning it up to about the 20 and then that's where he will be met, the returner for Hallsville, trying to see who emerges from that pile who had that return. And it looks like that was Zach Jarrett who ran it back. So Hallsville will have to go about 79 yards after Zach Jarrett gets to the 21-yard line. All right, Hallsville has got some work cut out for him. Absolutely. You can't say it any better than that. Hallsville just... Before they really even had a chance to catch their breath, Blair Oaks was down and in the red zone, captain off with a touchdown. So now it's your turn. Colton Nichols starting from their own 21-yard line. Pistol formation going in motion is Stinson from right to left. It is a give to Harrison Fowler. Running left side, fouling blockers, breaks a tackle, and then gets up across the 25 to about the 26. So a nice run there of about five on first down. Conyers in the pregame talked about how teams haven't really ran at Blair Oaks. They kind of 
got away what they've done. So it'll be interesting to see if Paulsville wants to stick to that strategy of running straight at them. Run of six on the first down play. So heavy set on the left side of the line of scrimmage. There's the five linemen and three more men right there. Nichols is going to follow him as he keeps it itself. He goes to that left side and then breaks a tackle and flips oh. past the first down. He may have fumbled the football. It came out at the very end of the play. He would have had the first down, but then the ball came out. And now let's see who's got it. And I think Halls is going to keep the football. They are and get the first down. That was risky, though, because Nichols got flipped over in that ball. Almost gave it to Blair Oaks inside the 35. What concerned me was it looked like he landed on his head. Seems to be fine, but ooh, that did not look clean. It just ooh. So give Nichols the first down after the foul rush and the Nichols rush. The Indians move the chains and now have got a first down and 10 from their own 34-yard line. Going in motion is Xavier Stinson, the tight end. Pistol formation give to Fowler, running far sideline. Now cuts back in the middle of the field and is hit by a couple defenders. Gets to about the 38-yard line for a couple men in green. Looked by Doug Blaha makes the tackle and Fowler goes down. Well, Ben, we got three plays so far and three runs from Halls. What do you think this next one will be? Well, if I had to guess, probably another run getting about five yards there for Fowler. I mean, that's if you take five yards, you'll take that every time because yes. you're going to keep moving the chains and especially... Though as how good Blair Oaks offense just looked, you want to keep them on the sideline as long as possible. So can't hate the strategy right now. We're about 8 minutes and 45 seconds to go in the first quarter. Falcons lead 7-0. Snap to Nichols. He's going to keep himself. Read option. He's past the 40-45 and then hit and falls ahead to about the 46-yard line. That's another first down. So Hallswood has gone Fowler Nichols, Fowler Nichols, and has gotten two first downs as a result and are now approaching midfield. This is what I like to see so far. I said Nichols is going to have to have around 30 carries. Fowler's going to have to have around 25. They're just going to have to run the ball efficiently this is what they're doing so far so on 47 yard line Nichols kept the read option himself and really was not hidden toys about five yards or so across the line of scrimmage then he was taken down one wide receiver near side on as we get ready for this first down and 10 play I believe that's Isaac Stinson closest to us and another wide receiver far side six men into block Nichols takes snap gives to foul right up the middle he's hit pretty early and he's only gonna be able to pick up about one as there was not a whole lot of room to work with at the line of scrimmage and a couple of defensive linemen for Blair Oaks made the tackle. Don't know if there was just one in particular who brought him down, but regardless, Fowler's only going to get two yards. Looked like he was going to break out of the arm tackle initially, but gang, gang tackle brought him down. Looks like they're giving the tackle to Parker Bennett there, the defensive lineman, the junior. Brings down Fowler. We'll see if the trend continues and Nichols keeps it here. Nichols is going to give it to Fowler running left side. He's across the 50 and only gets to about the 48-yard line. So Hallsville back-to-back. Pretty short runs, and it's going to bring up about third down in six or seven yards. Well, Ben, we know it's definitely going to be four down territory early. Um, basically, they're playing fourth down right here if you don't get any, the first down yardage. Got a little bit more than I thought, so it's third and five for Hallsville. Two wide receivers far sideline. That's Charette. And if you count Xavier Stinson, he's technically the tight end near side. You've got Landon Seavers and Isaac Stinson. Crowd getting a little bit loud here as they recognize the third down moment. Pistol formation. Colton Nichols in the shotgun takes a snap. He's going to play action. He's looking. It's a design screen, but he floats it over the head of anyone. It's incomplete. Even if he gets that to Fowler, looked like Blair Oaks had that bottled up, and it's now fourth and five. And it's, it's tough there. Maybe if he gotten it, maybe Fowler was able to catch that ball. Maybe he could cut up a little bit, but like I said, Blair Oaks is right there to stop it. Just 
looked like a right decision, just kind of overthrowing air mallet as opposed to risking anything. Really well executed by Blur Oaks there on defense because the first couple men came flying through like you would usually see on the screen, but then had a couple others stay back and stick with foul on the play. We've seen Halswell have some yeah. success with screens this season. Not right there. It's fourth and five, and it looks like Halswell is going to punt. Nichols will back up from his quarterback position into his punter stance, but before that happens, a timeout is taken by Halswell, so maybe rethinking their decision to punt right here. We'll see what they decide to go with out of the timeout. I mean, if you look at the Blair Oaks defenders, the cornerbacks are really giving a lot of space for these Hallsville wide receivers. That's something I noticed. They're not really playing press coverage. Most of are just playing like five, six yards off the ball. So maybe you just want to take something you look at. Maybe you can execute a slant here in the next couple drives, but just keep that in your back pocket. Well, it is big because just about halfway through the first quarter, Hallsville's now burned their first time out, trailing 7 nothing. But at midfield, just across it at the 48 of Blair Oaks. On a fourth and five, a big decision here, especially when you factor in how good Blair Oaks' offense looked just a moment ago, taking it all the way down the field from their own 32 in for a touchdown in just a handful of plays. Maybe the decision here is to go for it, and you can live with the grid if you don't get it, saying we're trying to be aggressive and try and go pound for pound with a high-scoring team. We'll see, though, what that decision is. You would think, though, that you wouldn't waste the timeout if they were to come back out and yeah. punt, and it doesn't look like that's what's happening as Nichols is in the shotgun formation. He's got Fowler directly to his right. Xavier Stinson goes in motion to the near side. It is a keep by Nichols running up the middle. He's got the first down it. and falls ahead Woo. down to about the 40 and move the chains on a QB keeper by Nichols. Man, Colton Nichols just gets up there up in a hurry. I mean, look like Speedy Gonzalez felt fast he moves. So picks up about seven or eight yards there on the carry. They give him eight, but most importantly, Hallsville on a fourth and five is moving in the right direction. And now he's got a new set of downs to work with. And what has already been about a four-minute drive, Hallsville is taking their time, has thrown just one pass, and it was incomplete. First down and 10, Fowler directly behind Nichols. It is a give to Fowler running left side, and he's met before he can even get past the line of scrimmage. He was gang tackled right the 40, and the near side ref is going to say that's where he was stopped. It is no gain on the play, and it'll be second and 10. You got to run the ball here again. I mean, it's been your point of attack. Why try to do anything with the pass right now? Get some yards, play for third down. Tackle was given to Jackson Marshall, the junior defensive lineman, so he was the one who brings down Fowler right there with his worst carry so far of the day. Now second down and 10. Interesting formation right here. One wide receiver far side. That's Isaac Stintz and everyone else near the line of scrimmage. Nichols is going to pitch at the Fowler. There's men in the backfield. He breaks through and then is going to power his way up near the 35, still driving the legs. And I think the ref's going to lose him, mark him at the 36 instead. So a nice carry there just to get four because for a moment, I thought Fowler was going to be knocked down in the backfield. And that's just showing not, not giving up on the play. It looked like he was going to initially be knocked down, but he just didn't give up, kept driving the legs. Showing the work that has paid off in the weight room. He's got a couple yards. So it's third down and six. Similar down and distance as we saw a moment ago. On that third down play, Hallsville decided to go screen pass, and it fell incomplete. We'll see what decision is made by Coach Conyers and the rest of that staff right here. And now it's essentially the same formation as we saw a moment ago. Just flipped. Now they're on the near side hash. Give to Fowler up the middle. He's not going to get far. Maybe gets to the 35. But then he is met by three different Falcons all in green. And one of the main men in there to make the tackle is Brady Kerperin. And it's now going to be fourth down and about five again. Well, he went for it already on third and five, uh, fourth and five last time. Might as well just do it again. 4.42 to go in the first quarter. Hallsville trailing 7 and nothing. And with how long this drive has been, you would hate to come up empty, but it's going to take a fourth down and five conversion 
Hallsville all looking over towards the far side. And there's down to just 10 seconds on the play clock. They've got to go already burning a timeout on this drive. Seven seconds now on the play clock. They're going to run out of time here if they don't hurry. Three seconds now. Nichols in the shotgun formation. Takes a snap. He's going to throw the ball now running to his left. He's facing pressure. He's got to get it away. Throws, and it's over the head of Xavier Stinson and incomplete. Looked like he may have had him right at the sticks, but the throw sailed high, and Hallsville turns it over on downs. It was a great play by Nichols. able to extend and get away from the pressure, and he was aiming like a little sidearm throw right at the sticks like he said. Just couldn't quite connect. I think that's a throw Nichols would like back because he did have to turn the body and, like you said, throw sidearm, so it wasn't all that easy. But Xavier Stinson did look like he was open and had it been completed, would have been a first down. So here comes Dylan Hare and the Blair Oaks offense back out on the field from their own 35, and it looks like a member of the Hallsville defensive line jumped, so this may become first and five. Well, uh, Ben, Dylan Hare just did the Aaron Rodgers special. He just got him to jump off sides. So last drive for the Falcons. They go from their own 32 into the end zone, cap it off with a four-yard rushing touchdown. We'll see what's in store for the second edition after Hallsville turns it over on downs. Pistol formation. Hare's going to give it to the running back right up the middle. He's going to get from the 40 up to maybe about the 43. It looks like Lackman got the carry right there and makes it a second down and very short since it was first and five. They called that Harrison Fowler made the tackle on the play. I'm not totally sure on that because I don't think we've seen Fowler play linebacker. I believe it was Seavers who made the tackle. Regardless, it is second down and very short second and two as we're under four minutes to go in the first quarter. Hare drops back. He's going to take it himself. He's got the first down running across the 50, 45, 40, breaks a tackle, and he's inside the 35, falls down to about the 33, and Blair Oaks is on the move as Dylan Air right there picks up 30-plus yards. And that's a big first down right there for the Falcons. Yeah, you know, Ben, Dylan Hare kind of looks like a, a kid that just took their parents' foe, kind of like Kyler Murray when they were running away from their parents. Well, hopefully Halsell can start to bring him down a little more frequently, and I think that we had a Halsell defensive lineman jump again. That's yep, it. we did. It's going to be first and five. Second time again. I mean, Conyers cannot be happy. This is just lack of discipline right here by his defense. So the Falcons offense on the move. We're going to make it a 14-0 ball game if they can punch it into the end zone here again. Two wide receivers on the near side before this first down and five play. Looks to be Zach Pranger and Joey Weld. And another two wide receivers on the far side. Pistol formation. The running back, Lackman, directly behind here. Lackman gets the carry. He's running right side inside the 20. Angles left 15 and is brought down just to about the 14. If he breaks through there, Blair Oaks has got six. So a nice touchdown saving tackle for now. But at the very least, now Lackman has moved the chains once again. And Blair Oaks is humming right now. Hallsville, very... Deep danger of going down two scores early to a high octane offense like Blair Oaks. Moving quickly here, take the snap. It's going to be a wide receiver in motion, taking it from the left side down to about the five is Adam Hall is the senior on the end around, moves it from the 15 down to about the five, and I think that may move the chains again, if not bring up second and one. Good call there. Keep the Hallsville defense off balance. I haven't seen the end around yet today, so that was a nice little call there. Hall ran a similar route earlier, but he didn't get the handoff. He instead just caught it on the flat route. That time he picks up nine yards. So second and one, give to Lackman. Hare actually keeps himself running upside. He angles left at the five, inside the four, three, two, one. And he's in. Touchdown, Blair Oaks. That's yeah, just Dylan Hare. He's special with his legs, special player, special quarterback, and you heard it in pregame interview. Conyers says he's a great person, but, man, he does sure wish he would just graduate all by now. 
So Hare was able to tiptoe his way up that near sideline, and the only question for me was whether he broke the plane before going out of bounds, and the near side ref extended both the arms up in the air. It's now 13-0 Falcons, and with the extra point pending and 2.28 to go in the first quarter, Hallsville has found themselves back against the wall. Here comes the extra point. Spot is down. Kick is up. It's got the distance. Did it split the uprights? It did not. It goes wide right, and that's going to be... Hopefully big for Hellsville in the yep. future because they do not kick extra points. So it's just 13-0. Blair Oaks goes for their second touchdown of the game. Here comes Colton Nichols for the second time when we return in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Back on the Show Me Sports Network, Hallsville and Blair Oaks, Ben Schmidt, Cameron Payne. Thanks for tuning in with us on the Show Me Sports Network as Blair Oaks gets set to kick off right here from their own 40-yard line. It is booted away. It's a low-line drive, and it's going to skip down to about the 21-yard line of Halswell. Zach Jaray running far sideline is not going to get to able to turn the corner, and he's brought down at about his own 22. So here comes the Indians' offense, who certainly has their work cut out for them. I mean, they had some nice, good, sustained runs on that drive. They just couldn't convert a late uh, fourth and five in Blair Oaks' territory. Interesting if they want to come out passing or just keep sticking with the run game, which they've had success in. Man who made the tackle on the kickoff was Zach Pranger. And now a big, big drive right here with how effective Dylan Hare has been for Blair Oaks. Important that Nichols can lead this offense down the field. They're going to have to go from their own 23, 77 yards to get into the end zone. First down and 10, give to Fowler, and he is brought down in the backfield before he can bet back to the line of scrimmage as the man who looked like it broke through was Bryson Vardner. The sophomore makes the tackle for a loss of a couple yards. What a great play by Bryson Vardner. He just got in there quick in a hurry, beat Hallsville, the blockers, and it'll make a tackle for loss. So it's second and 12 now on the first run of the day for Hallsville that goes for negative yards. They were much more effective with it on their first drive. We'll see now what Conyers, excuse me, Coach Conyers pulls out of the bag of tricks. Hallsville as this first quarter clock winds down, has got work to do. Shotgun formation for Nichols. He's got Fowler standing directly to the left of him. Xavier Stinson goes in motion. Actually, that's Seavers going in motion. Nichols takes a snap. He is going to give it to Fowler running right side. Breaks tackle and now spins his way to about the 25. That's where he'll be brought down. And he'll pick up about four yards on the play, bring up third and long. But had to break a couple tackers just to get there. That's going to be the story of the game. Uh, Harrison Fowler's going to have to continuously break tackles because Blair Oaks is definitely going to want to try to stop him. Yeah, the defensive line so far for Blair Oaks has made an impact on this game. It is now third and eight. Halswell's got a work to do. You would assume way backed up in their own territory. This would not be four-down territory as we saw when they were closer to midfield last drive. So got to pick up all eight right here. Whole lot of men in near the line of scrimmage. Nichols shotgun formation. Blair Oaks is sent in the house. Nichols is going to run left side. There's a flag down. He's going to swing his way up to about the 30 before he's brought down. So he doesn't get the first down. But a couple of Hallsville players pointing that the flag may be on Blair Oaks, who I think sent to just about everyone they had after Nichols right there. I think they loaded like all 11 in the box after Nichols, and Nichols was almost close to getting it. He's still it's like two or three yards short. A chop block is the penalty foul on Hallsville. 
So on that design QB run to Nichols near the far sideline, someone went low for the Indians, and that's going to back him up. Nichols did not get the first down on the play. It was third and eight, and he got maybe about five yards right there, but it looks like they're going to accept the penalty. And so if I'm reading this correctly, it'll still be third down, but it'll be third down and very long. Third down, I think, 23. So Hallsville, at this point, you're looking at a potential unsuccessful second drive. It's third down and 21, just under a minute to go in the first quarter after the low block there by the Hallsville offensive line on the QB run. So now with it being third and long, there are three wide receivers all bunched up near the far side of the field. Clearly looks like a passing down, although you don't want to do something stupid or turn the ball over deep in your own territory. We'll see maybe if they have Nichols just buy some time and chuck it deep. Here we go. He takes his nap. He's rolling to his left, trying to buy that time, like I said. Now sets up, chucks it downfield for Landon Severs, and it's Ooh. off his hands and incomplete. Almost hit him up near his own 42-yard line, and I don't know if one of the defenders for Blair Oaks got a hand on it just in time, but regardless, it goes off Severs' hands and incomplete. Blair Oaks, you're lucky right there because they did not execute what you're taught on defense which and on a third long situation you don't let anybody get behind you and that's exactly what happened the receivers couldn't quite come down with it so third down in turns to fourth down and 21 and now you can expect a punt right here by colton nichols there is no one back to receive for blair oaks but nichols is clearly punching right here and the snap is away nichols gets it and it's blocked at the line of scrimmage it falls down it's recovered and they're going to go in for the touchdown blair oh. oaks it's not, just worst-case scenario for Hallsville right now. Not only was the punt blocked, but then Doug Blaha makes the catch on the blocked punt and takes it in from about 10 yards out, and that's a touchdown for Blair Oaks. I believe I got the name wrong. Regardless, it is now 19 to nothing in favor of Blair Oaks. Talk about going nope. from bad to worse if you're Hallsville. Just nightmare scenario right there. Now you're down tw 20, what, 19 zip pending the extra point. So I was right. It was Dog Blaha who had the wherewithal to look up once that punt was blocked and find it and then catch it. And once he caught it at the 10, he was taking that thing in easily. And as there's just 15, 16 seconds left in the first quarter, two-point conversion for Blair Oaks. Hair rolling to his right side, trying to buy time. Those end zone, it's incomplete, so the two-point conversion is no good. But like you said, Cam, worst case scenario, it's now 19-0 in favor of the Falcons. It's a three-score game, and this is not what Hallsville wanted. They wanted to dictate the clock. They wanted to dictate the game, and... When you get down three scores early, you can't do that. So Halls are going to have to regroup. They'll be back out on offense in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Back on the Show Me Sports Network, Hallsville back deep to receive. The kick is brought in and then up to about the 25-yard line will go the returner before he swung down. And with just one play to go in the first quarter, Hallsville has been at their biggest deficit, at least early on in a first quarter at this point in the season, down 19 to nothing, and here comes Colton Nichols. On this drive, you just want something positive to happen. I mean, 
either the block punt that last drive failed four point well, yeah, fourth down uh, attempt on the previous drive. Just want something positive happened here. So 19 and nothing in favor of the Falcons who look to go to eight and zero. Meanwhile, Hallsville coming off a win against Southern Boone last week at four and three. This is the second to last regular season game for both of these teams. So now back out on offense comes Hallsville going in motion is Seavers. Nichols takes snap, gives it to Fowler running far sideline. Now cuts back inside and before he is able to get much further, he is met by a couple of Falcons. Drives his way to about the 29, so it's only going to get about two yards. And that will end this first quarter. Hallsville is going to have work to do digging themselves out of what is now a 19 to nothing hole. We'll see if the offense can get the comeback started when we're back for the start of the second quarter in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. sides and we're back for Hallsville and Blair Oaks on the Show Me Sports Network. Start of the second quarter and second and seven for Hallsville. Nichols is going to take the snap. He's running right side. It's QB running. He is met in the backfield before he can get back to the line of scrimmage. The linebacker Brady Kerperin shoots through and makes a tackle third and long upcoming for Hallsville. Just again, more nightmare scenario for Hallsville. Down 19 zip. Now they're in a third and long situation. Spots up the positive. So now Hallsville in a very important third down and long, needing to pick this up, already trailing big. It's third and ten. And otherwise this is in danger of getting out of hand very quickly as the Falcons clearly are rolling so far on their home senior night. Here comes Colton Nichols after receiving the signs. One wide receiver near side, it's Isaac Stinson, and another far side. I think that may be Zach Jarrett. Pistol formation, a whole lot of pressure is coming for Blair Oaks. Nichols takes snap, line holding up well. Nichols now rolling to his right. He's going to run. He's got across the line of scrimmage. He's up near the first down, and all it is is where did he go out of bounds? And the ref is going to say he only picked up about five before he went out of bounds. Looks like he dove past the first down, but it turns out he steps out of bounds before it's now fourth down. Oh. If you're Halsell here, um, you got a little dilemma about fourth and five. Maybe go for it, but likely I'll likely see a punt. Looks like that's what's going to happen, and Nichols will probably hear back up. Hopefully, this time can at least get the punt off as the last one was blocked just a moment ago. It's 19 nothing Blair Oaks. Nichols looks like he's backed up maybe even a little bit further than we've seen him on previous punts, standing about his own 20-yard line. The snap is low. Nichols picks it up, and it's once again blocked. It hit the head of his own line of scrimmage, and then a flag comes in on the play. The ball is picked up at about the 35-yard line of Hallsville, but with the low snap, Nichols hurried to get it off and didn't even have enough height on it to get it over his own line of scrimmage. Um, penalty is declined, so Blair Oaks will start at the 35-yard line of Hallsville. 
And they can really put a hurt on the Indians here with another touchdown drive. I don't really know what to call a nightmare from a worst nightmare. This is nightmare scenario all in general. Your Hallsville, whew. So Dylan here in this Falcons offense, he need to go just 35 yards to punch it in for their next touchdown. If they can't do it, it looks like the flag was... I, I would guess, and I'm reaching deep into my memory of rules here, but I think since it hit his own offensive lineman on the punt, that's a penalty, but... Dylan Hare and the offense decided to just decline it and they'll start at the 35 yard line so first down and 10 running back to the left of Blair Oaks and now the snap is taken it looked like a fake reverse and Dylan Hare just fell down he was going to take it on a QB keeper and falls down and loses about three that's a good positive thing if you're Hallsville just a mental lapse here by Blair Oaks and this Hallsville defense is going to have to get a stop Adam Hall was the receiver who went in motion we've already seen him do that a couple times tonight and when Hare tried to fake it to him and then keep it on the read option, was tripped up. So second down in 13, ball in the 38-yard line of Hallsville, running back Lackman directly to the right of Hare. Hare's going to drop back, looking to throw. Plenty of time, now going to fire downfield, and it's incomplete. Tenders here, Alec Weiberg, and just couldn't get it to him, tried to rocket, rocket it to him back shoulder, and now a big third down for the Hallsville defense upcoming. Interesting decision to throw there. If he just threw to Weiberg deep into the back corner of the end zone, he might have had him. Well, clearly there, he was trying to throw that on a line and hit him on the back shoulder, but just fell about five yards short. So now third down and 13. Four wide receivers, two far side and two near side. And the running back, Lackman, is directly behind Dylan Hare. Hare takes the snap. He's going to delay, run it, makes a couple moves in the backfield, spins out of a tackle. Now running left side. He's crossed the 35-30. He's up near the 25. Stiff arms his way, and I think he may be just about a yard short of the first down. It was a magic act just to get out of the backfield for Hare and almost stiff armed his way to a first down. And I think he's going to be about a yard short. It'll be fourth and one. Remember that wild play uh, Texas A&M had against Duke in a, a Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl several years Johnny ago? Johnny Manziel, absolutely. Yeah, that looked Johnny Manziel-esque right yeah. there. I think Hare did two or three spins in the backfield just to get away. So it is fourth down and one. The offense obviously going for it for the Falcons. Empty set Hare all alone in the shotgun. Five cable men he's looking to throw to. Hare's going to keep it himself. He's hit at first. Now keeps moving the legs forward. He's very close, and it all depends on the spot. Near side ref is sitting right at the 25-yard line, and that's where he needed to get to, and he didn't get much, but I think he may have gotten all that he needed to move the chains. That sucks as a defender because you're like, we got him. We finally got to stop, and they get the spot. Well, credit to Hare, who once he was hit initially just kept churning the legs and the last little effort may have been all that it took to get the first down as Hare continues to show off the athleticism with the legs and especially a whole lot of strength right there for a 5'11 QB to take on multiple defensive linemen for Hallsville that are pushing 200, 250 pounds. And uh, he didn't win the fight, but he also, I, don't, I wouldn't say that he lost that one. So yeah. Hare is now going to call out the plays at the line of scrimmage. Once again, shotgun formation. He's by himself as the running back, Lackman, is out into wide receiver. It's going to be a quick screen pass to Adam Hall. Far sideline, angles upfield, 20, 15-yard line. Tiptoeing the sideline, inside the 10, and he goes out of bounds at about the 6 or 7-yard line. That's Adam Hall's second catch of the game, and he's got Blair Oaks with goal to go. There's a flag on the far side of the field. Maybe it looks like this one's coming back. Well, there were two wide receivers for Blair Oaks downfield blocking, so maybe a holding would be the call. Good catch there on the be. flag. Well, that's big because would have been first and goal to go and now is going to back Blair Oaks up. Really has not been a problem for their offense so far, but could hopefully be a turning point for Hallsville, who has struggled early. 
We're at about nine and a half minutes to go in this first half. If you're just joining us, Blair Oaks got out to an early lead with a couple rushing touchdowns by Dylan Hare and then blocked a punt deep in Hallsville territory and returned it for a touchdown. That was the linebacker, Doug Blaha, who was in on special teams. I bet Blaha probably wasn't expecting to come here tonight and lead with the touchdown, but he's got one. So after the flag for Blair Oaks, it is first and 13. Got about 14 seconds on the play clock. Now it looks like Blair Oaks knows what they're going with. Same formation as we saw a moment ago. Going in motion from right to left is the receiver, Adam Hall. Dylan Hare is going to run behind him, going to the left side. Angles will field at the 30. Now pushing Ed inside the 25. Breaks out of a tackle. He's up near the 20 now is what looked like originally maybe just a gain of about four or five. He turns that into closer to nine or ten yards. Is it me, or does Dylan Hare just know how to work like just a mosh pit and able to just well, squeeze out of him? He was in it far side, and all of a sudden I see number one emerge and cut back near the middle of the field. But credit to Hallsville for bringing him down and not letting him get any more. Picks up eight on the first down run. It'll be second and five. Two wide receivers near side of the field. That's Nick Klosser and Alec Weinberg, and another two at the top side of the field. Shotgun formation. Hare rolling right. He's going to look to throw those for Weiberg. He makes a catch at the 10. Now he's up near the 5 and he's brought down at the 5 yard line. So that's a first down. Pick up about 15 yards. And that's the first catch of the game for the senior receiver. Goal to go now for Blair Oaks. Hare showing off the arm strength there going from far hash to just near sideline throw. Just a honestly great arm strength throw for him. So we'll see if what has been the pro the game plan so far for Blue Oaks when they've been go-to-go -go, and that's been read option keepers with Dylan Harris. See if they do it again. It's first and goal from the four-yard line for Blair Oaks. First before Hare claps the hands, looks over near his sideline. Now looks like he's got the play that he wants. Directly behind him is the running back and Hare's going to keep it himself, trying to beat the man to the corner. He cuts back inside at about the three. Now spins out of a tackle, driving near the end zone. And it's a touchdown, Ooh. Blair Oaks' Dylan Hare would not be denied. He takes it in from four yards out. That's his third rushing touchdown of the game. And this has been the story of the game so far for Hallsville. Just, they think they have Dylan Hare wrapped up. They think they have some momentum, get a defensive stop right there. Nope. Hare just able to do some magic, driving the legs, get passed into the end zone. A little bit of help from his teammates, too. Well, he certainly was met before the guard line. Honestly, it was probably met at about the three or four yard line. But then it at first would not be brought down. And then, like you mentioned, got a little help from the men in green at the end. So looking to make it a 27-0 game, Blair Oaks will go for two. They've had three offensive touchdowns and a special teams. One here takes a snap. He's rolling right, looking to throw. Throws end zone, and he's got him in. And it's caught by Adam Hall for the touchdown. Or excuse me, not the touchdown, the two-point conversion. It all means the same as he is in the end zone. And it's 27-0 in favor of Blair Oaks with 8.08 to go in the second quarter. Uh, for Hallsville, you're just looking to put a drive together at this point. Your defense has been on, on the field basically the entire half so far. You just want to put some sort of drive together so you can just have some positivity and just something to be positive about heading into halftime. Well, if you're Hallsville right here, do you even though it hasn't worked, do you just keep running the ball to at the very least try and manufacture a drive that's longer than a couple minutes? I mean, the first one took about four or five minutes yeah. off the clock, but ever since it's been two, three and outs for Hallsville, how much you change in the game plan right here? I mean, they're stacking the box of eight. So maybe you try to bring a receiver, try to sneak him on a jet sweep, maybe a little touch pass. Just do something a little bit different. Because when you're stacking eight in the box, I know you want to be tough against a run. And they know it's coming. You just got to do something a little differently there. So here comes the kickoff teams back out onto the field. 
The Falcons will boot it away from their own 40-yard line. Couple men back deep to receive for Halsell. Here comes the kick. It's a line drive nicely done. It's brought in. Zach Jared can't handle it. Now Harbison has to fall in it at their own 20. It's actually Jared at the very end who picks it up and is going to go out of bounds just about his 20 or so yard line. A couple different men there for yeah. Hallsville had trouble hanging on to that. And once again, Hallsville will start backed up on their own side of the field. Hallsville just haven't bad really just struggling with special teams over the course of the year. This is something not Hallsville is executed wise, special team wise. So the official spot is own 23 yard line for Hallsville. So far they started their own 21, 23, 27, and now 23 again. They have gone turnover on downs, blocked punt, and then punts. Nichols is all alone in the shotgun. Five pass catchers in on the play. We'll see if it's a design run, though. It's a screen near sideline to Isaac Stinson. Makes the catch at his 25. Gets to about the 27. And he is brought down by a swarm of Blair Oaks tacklers. Second and long coming up. And Blair Oaks just smells blood right now. They got a big cushion lead, 27-0. Been playing dominant on defense. Outside mainly the first drive, but most of the day. Referees route that they actually did not get again. I forgot that it was at his own a 23-yard line, and that's about all he got back to. So it's second down and 10 for Hallsville, looking over to the far sideline of the field to get this next play call. They've got 11 seconds on the play clock, so they're going to have to work a little bit quicker right here. Jumbo package on the right side of the line of scrimmage. This may be a run far sideline. Nichols is going to throw the slant. Oh, actually, the comeback route. The catch is made across the 30-35-yard line. Up near the 38, it's Aiden Lampkins. As the senior wide receiver adds to his season total and moves the change nicely done right there on the comeback route for Hallsville. Great play by Hallsville there. They finally attacked that little off cover. Blair Oaks has been playing all game. I like the comeback route call. Well, like you said, probably with that coverage going to be one of the easiest routes for Hallsville to take. And then even better for Lampkins once he did make the catch. He probably got seven or eight more after the catch and spun his way up to about the 42-yard line. So that'll go down as a gain of about 19 yards there on the catch to Lampkins. He came in with just 65 receiving yards total. Now first down and 10, pistol formation. Nichols will give running near side off the left side. And it's Fowler, and he is maybe going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Might have lost the yard right there. As one of the men in there to make the tackle is Nick Closser, and it's going to bring up second and long. It's a, good, it's a good stop there by Blair Oaks defense. Able to clog up the running lanes. So second down and 11. Referees do rule that Fowler lost the yard at the very least. Good to see Halsell at least possess some time here on this drive and move the chains because their last two went three and outs and has led to what is currently a 27-0 deficit as we approach the six-minute mark in this first half here of play in Blair Oaks. Pistol formation for Nichols. He takes a snap. He's dropping back to throw. He's now going to step up in the pocket. He's going to take off running right sideline. He's looking downfield. He's going to throw downfield, and the pass is dropped by Isaac Stinson. Would have had the first down and maybe about five more, but it goes right off his hands and falls incomplete. Now third and 11. I've been there before, and it just it hurts as a receiver because you know you got to look in the ball. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking about running. You're thinking about keeping the toes in bounds, and you just lose concentration on the ball. Well, that was a nice play by Nichols because he could have taken off and run, but like I tried to squeeze in there, he was keeping his eyes downfield the whole time, and the receiver in Stinson came open, just couldn't make the play. But as Stinson just ran back to the huddle, Nichols was one of the first guys over there to give him a high five. So they're going to need him the rest of the game for sure if they want to get back into this thing. So good for Nichols to keep him 
head up. So third down and 11, three wide receivers to Nichols' right and a one to his left. It's going to be a designed rollout for Nichols, trying to buy some time. He's looking, now throws downfield at the marker, and it's incomplete. Goes over the head of the intended receiver and incomplete. Looked like he was targeting Harrison Fowler on a crosser right at the sticks, and it was just a little too high now, fourth and 11. Might as well just go for it at this point. I mean, the punting game has not been there at all whatsoever. He had a little botch snap that led to Blair Oaks getting the ball in their own territory. There was a block punt for a touchdown. Just There's no point in really punting this ball. Well, that was a much tougher throw on the third and 11 for Nichols than the second and 11 one was, although they were similar routes. Fowler was blanketed much more right there, and with it being fourth down, Halsell is going to punt. The snap is low. Nichols picks it up. He now may try and get it himself. He's running, and he's only going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that is where Blair Oaks will start on the 42-yard line of Hallsville. So I don't know if the punt, it was a fake punt call all the way, but once the snap was low, Nichols tried to take off but I don't even know if he gained any yards on the play. Maybe he won it best. I mean, it looked like maybe they had a fake put call, like you said, but I, I don't know if it was a botch snap or what. But, again, I don't get the gist the punting there because they just had trouble in the punting game. They don't have a true punter. Um, the quarterback's punting, and they just had trouble punting. So there was really no harm done in essentially going for it there. Good field position for this Blair Oaks offense on the 41-yard line of Hallsville. Receiver going in motion. It's a pump fake. Hare now fires downfield. Receiver wide open, and the oh. catch is made in stride. 10-5 touchdown, Blair Oaks, and it won't get much easier than that as all Hare had to do was get it over the cornerback, and that was an easy touchdown of 41 yards for Dylan Hare, his first passing touchdown of the night, and Blair Oaks is into the 30s. They're up 33 to nothing after that dime. And the man who made the catch was Zach Pranger. I was waiting for them yeah. to say it here because I couldn't tell if it was two or six. But Pranger makes a grab, and now I'll let you go, Cam. Yeah, uh, Lampkins just, Aiden Lampkins was in, uh, trying to look like he was going to make a play on the ball. He was jumping on the far hash from us, and he just couldn't quite make the play on the ball, and the ball got uh, dropped in the bucket right to Blair Oaks receiver. So Pranger, the senior, has got... His touchdown to make it a 33-0 game with 5.31 to go in the first half. Here comes the X point. Snap spot. Kick on the way. And it is good. There is a flag on the play, though. And we'll see whether this kick is going to stand. I didn't see what happened right there. But the way they're all jogging off the field, I think this may be on Hallsville. We'll see, though. There's maybe a personal foul, which in that case would mean that the kick is good and now both teams lead the field so it looks like it's going to be that way and now Hallsville really at this point just needing to put together a drive now trailing 31 and nothing as we get closer and closer to the end of the first half and they just want something positive to happen I mean just haven't had it on offense special teams has been a disaster for Hallsville today and it just again more nightmares happening well, Hallsville will have a chance to do something on offense. We're going to take a very quick break, and then they'll be out to receive the kickoff when they return in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business back on the show me sports network calls a little back deep to receive and after the personal foul on the extra points 
uh, thought Blair Oaks was going to have a good uh, field position to kick from, but then they have the penalty. Nope, they were just showing where the ball has to be moved to, and Blair Oaks is actually be kicking off from the Hallsville 45-yard line. You don't see that very often for a kickoff team, but regardless, despite the score, thanks so much for spending your Friday night with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt and Cameron Payne here for the second-to-last regular season game. So here comes the kickoff for Blair Oaks. It is set down. Here comes the run, and the kick is booted away. High pop-up into the air. Hallsville can let this go if they want to, and it's going to be a touchback. They'll start with arguably their best shield position of the day. Hallsville just trying to get something positive before going into the locker room. We've got, what, 5.30 and some change left in the third quarter. No, th second quarter, excuse me. So, so far for the Hallsville offense, they've gone turnover on downs, punt, punt, and turnover on downs. Only have had a couple of times where they picked up first downs and they sustained longer drives. Looking to do that right here. And at the very least, give their defense, who has been on the field for a large portion of this first half, a break over there on that far sideline. Hallsville offense is at, on the field from their own 20-yard line. And it's first down and 10. Fowler is now back into the backfield. It looks like it's a miscommunication. Halls is going to have to take a timeout. Don't, do not know what happened right there, but certainly did not have a good idea of what was going on. Not often you see a timeout have to be taken right after a kickoff, but there was clearly some miscommunication right there. It's not good to have miscommunication like that, especially when you're just getting the ball for another possession. It's, it's tough for Halls to have to burn a timeout there. So we'll see what the play call actually is when they come back out on the field in just a moment. Defense for Hallsville's given up quite a bit of points so far. Three rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown to Dylan Hare. But when you have the skill set that Hare has, what really can you expect? There's been a whole lot of defense around the entire state that have had trouble stopping him. I mean, if you look at this, uh, Blair Oaks offense, they have not been stopped whatsoever all year. I mean, their lowest point total was 35 in week two. Well, I think they're going to break that 35-point total here tonight. But regardless, Hallsville trying to get anything going on this drive. They're out of the timeout and in pistol formation from their own 20-yard line. We'll see what they've got in store. Nichols is in the pistol formation. Here comes a snap to him. He's dropping back, throw right side, and the catch is made at about the 24, and that's all he'll get. I just realized it's actually not even Nichols out there at quarterback. It is Braden Matheny who at least for the moment is in a QB. Don't know if that's a long-term plan, but Matheny is now in after Nichols on his four drives. Does not able to sustain anything. You would hope that it's just giving the backup quarterback a chance, not anything injury-related for Nichols, although he did take a big hit there on that yeah. fake punt. We'll see what Matheny now can do for this Hallsville offense as the sophomore 5'11", 160 pounds, getting his first real opportunity to play this season. Second down and 10, shotgun formation. Fowler directly to the right of Matheny. He is going to give it to Fowler running left side. He's across the 30 and then is brought down at about the 31. Nice tackle made right there. Trying to see who it was. And the tackle was made right there by Brady Kerprin, and it's going to be third down and long. I mean, sometimes you just want to spark. Maybe it's just that like you said Matheny just came in. Maybe Hopefully it's not an injury to Colton. Sometimes you just need a spark. Sometimes you just need something. Maybe a backup quarterback can do that. Well, the very least for Matheny was able to complete that first pass, so maybe we'll give him some confidence now that he has one completion under his belt. It is third down now for Hallsville from their own 27-yard line. It is third and three. Pistol formation. Matheny 
will clap those hands and await the snap. He's got the snap. It's a give to Fowler. Tries to bounce it off the left side, and he's hit and brought down in the backfield. Excellent tackle by Jackson Marshall, and Hallsville is going nowhere fast. It's fourth down. Uh, ben, that was an understatement on going nowhere fast. That was just not a good play from the start. Blairos defenders read it perfectly. They were swarming to the football, and again, just basically, essentially, tackle for loss, no gain. So we'll see what Hallsville decides to do. They're way backed up on their own side of the field near their own 25-yard line, and it is fourth down. You would assume they punted away, but Nichols has been the punter all year long, and he's not even out on the field right now. So we'll see what they decide to do. Fowler is taking the snap, and he will punt it away. It's a decent punt, and it's going to land and take a nice roll for Hallsville. It'll roll down to the 30-yard line inside the 30, down to about the 28 for Blair Oaks. And Arguably one of the better punts we've seen this season out of Hallsville, and it comes from their starting running back, Harrison Fowler, and here comes the Blair Oaks offense. It was a great starting punt. Uh, <laughs> like I said, probably one of the best punts we've seen as Hallsville special teams all year. And insurance it comes from a starting running back, but they're going to have to stop him here because <laughs> Blair Oaks, I mean, they're already winning 33 nothing. Maybe they're looking to put up more on the board. Blair Oaks has got three minutes and 15 seconds to work with. Hallsville will get the ball to start the second half, but still work to be done here in this first half of play. First down and 10 for Dylan Hare, running back directly behind him, but now they're going to all straighten up and potentially make some adjustments at the line of scrimmage. Two wide receivers to Hare's left and another one to his right. It's a give right up the middle, and crossing the 30 down right about there actually is the running back Hayden Lockman, and it'll be a short gain of about three yards on first down. Like no urgency out of Blair Oaks here. So they're just taking their time, content maybe with this lead. Second down and six now for Blair Oaks. Looks like they're going to back up to shotgun formation with the running back, Leckman, <coughs> standing directly to the left of Hare. It's a give to Adam Howell on the end around, running far side. He's at the 30, angles left 35, and he's going to get the first down and fall ahead to about the 39-yard line, maybe even go out of bounds, and that's first down. We've seen Hall go in motion a bunch of times, and he gets the end around right there and moves the chains. Yeah, nice little end around play by uh, Blair Oaks there, able to pick up some positive yardage. Like I said, we'll get the clock stopped, 234. Now it's running again, so it looked like it just stopped the reset to chains. Rule that the ball got to the 40-yard line, so Blair Oaks need to go 60 yards to punch this thing in. Hall goes in motion again, this time to the near side. It's a pitch route to Lackman, trying to turn the corner on the pitch. He's across the 40, angles back to the inside, up near the 43-44 before he is brought down. Coming in to make the tackle right there was the outside linebacker, Aiden Lampkins, and it'll be second down and medium, second down and about five to go for Blair Oaks. Good run by Lackman there. He never complained about getting five yards on first down. Um, and just sets up your offense nicely there. Where Oaks has got a little bit to go here with a minute 54 and a half. Shotgun snap to Harry. Throws far sideline. It's caught by Hall on the screen. He's across the 50. He's across the 45. And he then goes out of bounds. Gets the first down as Hall makes his third catch of the game. And Blair Oaks is once again on the move into Hallsville territory. Blair Oaks is making this look easy right now. It looks like they just love that little jet sweep motion that they get with Hall every time. And it's just giving Hallsville just tough looks. So now with Hall going out of bounds, the clock stops at a minute 45. Now it's running again 
before this first down and 10 play that the 45-yard line of Hallsville coaches yelling out the signals. There's two wide receivers closest to us and then another on the far side of the field. Shotgun snap for Hare. He's got the snap. He drops back. It's play action. Looking to throw all day to throw. He's going to wind up going deep downfield. He got our man there and hits him in stride in the end zone. Joey Wild, and that's a touchdown of 45 yards for Blair Oaks. He really showed off the arm strength there about, what, 52, 53 yards, something like that, and holy cow, what a drop in the bucket pass by Dylan Hare. Joey Wildy could not have had that ball placed to him any better. Probably the best throw we've seen Hare make all day. His second passing touchdown of the game and Blair Oaks is up to 40 points with a minute 22 to go in the first half. What a throw by Dylan Hare. He had all day to throw. The only question I had was whether or not Hare would have the arm to get it out there to Wildy who is actually in good coverage who makes the catch for the touchdown. Extra point is good. It is now 41-0 Blair Oaks. Man, I think that was an understatement on what a good throw. I mean, that was that was a great throw. Like I said, he really showed off the arm strength there. Maybe well, it looked like maybe he wasn't about to get there, but no, they got there. So Harris now got five touchdowns in the first half. Three through the air. That was to Wildy and Pranger, and three more on the ground has not turned the ball over as Blair Oaks has scored on every drive where they've touched it and that has led to a 41-0 lead with a minute 22 to go in this first half. What do you think we see from this Hallsville offense now as they wind this thing down? I mean, you have 122 left, one timeout. I, as much as I hate to say, you just got to take it to the locker room at this point. I mean, your offense has just had no rhythm all day outside of really the first drive when they were able to get some penetration to Blair Oaks side of the field, but the offense has just come out sluggish. The backup quarterback's in there now. I mean, what point do you just say? I'm not saying, like, just draw it in, but... Kickoff is away. It's a low line. Driver goes inside the 30 to the 25 of Halsell, and then it is just falling on. Now picking up, there's a couple different men for Blair Oaks on to make the tackle, and Halsell will start right about their own 25-yard line nearing the end of these first two quarters of play. Well, we said the Blair Oaks defense coming in had been awfully good, allowing more than just two touchdowns a game. That happened to them just once on the entire season. And so far, they have kept Halsell to a big old goose egg. We'll see what they could do here. Here, just throwing the 45-yard touchdown pass to Joey Wildy. And now here comes once again. It is no Colton Nichols at quarterback. It is the backup, Braden Matheny who's in pistol formation. Fowler's still in there. He's right behind Matheny. Matheny straight drop back. Hitches now throws far sideline. And the catch is made going out of bounds as Landon Seavers. And nicely done right there. We've seen Matheny now hit that comeback route twice. And there, Seavers was the recipient of it. Doesn't get the first job, but makes it second and short. Good read there. He saw he had the comeback route. Ripped it. Had confidence in it. Was able to get a first down. So it looks close to a first down. Great gain of nine. Hallsville looking like they're going to try to attack right here with a minute 11 to go in this first half. Try and get some points up on the scoreboard. And Matheny is going to be the one to try and operate that in for his second drive at quarterback. Matheny now yelling out the signals to the offensive line. Now drops back into the pistol formation. And will take the snap, giving to Fowler. He's going to be met at the line of scrimmage. Swings his way up. He maybe got a yard, but I don't think so. And it's going to be very close whether or not he got enough to move the chains. Near side ref is standing at the 37, so they rule he got exactly the one that he needed, and that's first down for Hallsville. I'll say where the ref was standing was right at the stick. So now we're at under a minute to go in the half, 56 seconds and counting. 
And now an interesting play call right here. Matheny, the quarterback, has lined up now out wide at wide receiver. Now he motions back in the backfield, so I don't know if that was some trickery there. Now Matheny's going far side, so it looks like Fowler's going to take the snap as the Wildcat QB. Now there goes Matheny back into shotgun formation. Matheny will take it. He's got the snap, and before the snap comes, the play is going to be whistled dead. I think the play clock was running down, and Hallsville had to burn a timeout right there. There was a whole lot of confusion on that play. Matheny didn't really find where he was supposed to be until the very end, and Hallsville uses their third timeout of the half. It's just a tough break for Hallsville. It's a young player. Uh, he's a sophomore. He's just had a lot of playing time. Obviously, Conyers didn't like the look, so he just called a timeout. So we'll see what they decide to do with 35 seconds to go in the half. They do have a second down, excuse me, first down and 10 after picking it up on the Harrison Fowler run a moment ago. Just, just, but just burned about 25 seconds there trying to get the play call together and then just had to use their third and final timeout of the half. Just a few minutes away from this thing headed into the locker room. Also will be trailing. and They do get the ball to start the second half, though, against this Blair Oaks Falcons team who looks to be early on their way to an 8-0 start to the season. And the team... And won the state championship just two seasons ago is flying high here tonight. But Hallsville, they've still got a whole lot of talent on this team. We're undefeated in the regular season last year, just haven't showed it tonight. But still a whole half to play, see if they can start to turn things around. Out of the timeout now, Matheny takes the shotgun snap. He's dropping back. Good protection now rolling right. Think he's going to run. He will run. He's across the 40 and falls ahead to about the 42, maybe the 43. Ball it's came a short out. gain, and ball came out at the end. But I think they're going to rule him down. And... The Blair Oaks players were all pointing that they recovered that football. Now they're going to have a discussion, and they are going to rule that Matheny fumbled its Blair Oaks ball. Just from, uh, honestly, just bad. It's, it's from worse, worse, nightmare. Blair Oaks, I mean, Blair Oaks just had the way in this game. Hallsville's just been able to sustain nothing, have no rhythm on offense. Defense has been torched. Special teams has been a nightmare for Hallsville basically all season, and it's really showing here tonight. Well, Blair Oaks now on their seventh drive of the game. They've got still 27 seconds to work with, and they still have all three of their timeouts. They're on the 42-yard line of Hallsville, so we'll see now who Dylan Hare may look to attack deep downfield with. It's shotgun formation. Hall goes in motion. Hare takes a snap. He's rolling to his right, trying to buy some time. He's going to throw near side, and it's caught by Hall across the 40, 35, and he goes out of bounds just inside the 35, and that's going to get about eight yards or so. Burns eight seconds off the clock, and Blair Oaks is on the move. Makes you wonder if Blair Oaks had this game circle on their calendar from based on last year's matchup, what happened when Hallsville came up with a 56-51 win last year. Well, Hallsville has won the last matchup, like you said, in a high-scoring fashion, but this game has not gone the same way. First down, excuse me, second down and short. Hare drops back. He's going to fire ends on a man wide open, and it is caught. Touchdown. And that looks to be the second of the game for Zach Pranger as he goes in from 34 yards out and clearly a bust in the secondary because he could not have been more wide open right there. And Blair Oaks is now up to 47 points in the half. That understatement on busting coverage. No one was within 10 yards of him. And he was just free riding to the end zone. So Blair Oaks takes advantage of the fumble by Hallsville and punches it in for six points. They're going to go for the extra point to try and make it 48 to nothing as there's 12 seconds to go in this first half of play here in Blair Oaks. Dylan Hare has his sixth touchdown of the half. Kick is up, and it is good, and it's 48 to nothing. We'll keep it right here, just a play or so to go until we hit halftime. But Pranger has now had two deep touchdowns, and I don't think it'll get a whole lot that easier than the one we just saw a moment ago. Um, I understand the easy because, woof. That was very easy. I mean, it, just, it doesn't help when your secondary has a busted coverage. It makes it a little bit easier on the Blair Oaks offense. 
Um, I expect him to just take it to half here. I mean, there's 12 seconds left. Paul's has no timeouts. He's got to regroup and try to get something positive in the second half because right now you don't want to be shut out. Well, it looks like at least unless something changes, it'll be the backup quarterback, Braden Matheny, taking Hallsville the rest of the way. And the way things are going, doing here, who knows how much longer he'll see. He's been dominant in this first half. Three passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns. The thing there, too, for Pranger on that touchdown catch, even if he was coverage, the throw hit him right in the hands and tried, so I don't even really think it would have mattered whether or not he was covered or not. That's the second now deep passing touchdown for Hare where he's hit a receiver in stride. Here comes the kickoff from Blair Oaks winding down this first half. It is away. It is brought in at the 25-yard line quickly. Now getting up and going out of bounds right at about the maybe 27-yard line. That's where Hallsville will start at just six seconds to go in the first half, though. So you would assume that they will just take this thing to the locker room, and I'm sure a whole lot of regrouping will be tried once they get to the locker room because Hallsville has faced halftime deficits, but none like the one that they are facing right now down 48 to zip. Ben, last time I saw a Falcons team play, it was in the Super Bowl, and they blew a 28-3 lead. Safe to say this lead is safe tonight. Certainly looks that way. Halls will now back out onto the field. Would assume that they'll probably run right here with Fowler, who's in the shotgun formation directly to the left of Matheny. Now coming up to the line of scrimmage, giving out these signals before this first down at 10 play. They are at their own 29-yard line. Now Matheny's got the signs. He's in the shotgun, points out to his tight end, sends Seavers in motion from left to right. Here is the snap. It's a give to Fowler running right side across the 30-yard line. Maybe gets to the 31, but that will do it as both teams will head to the locker room. Not the first half that the Indians were looking for as they currently have had troubles on both sides of the football, trailing 48 to nothing, and a whole lot of regrouping to do as both teams head to the locker room. On the Show Me Sports Network, we've got lots to talk about. Lots of touchdowns were scored. We'll recap that along with get you some scores from some other games in the area for high school. Don't go anywhere. Cam and I will be back in just a few minutes on the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community to find out more about the boone county journal or to subscribe call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com the boone county journal we're with you all the way 
Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world. Receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your your last line of defense. 
Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference want to make a big difference in your community be kind to others drive safely and put litter in its proper place Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions back on the show me sports network halftime show with blair oaks ben schmidt and cameron payne well, a lot to discuss from that first half, but sadly most of it came on the Blair Oaks offensive side as their quarterback, Dylan Hare, runs it in for three and then throws for another three, two of them to Zach Pranger and another to Joey Wilday. The Hallsville defense just did not have a whole lot of luck stopping him. And on the offensive side, whether it was Colt Nichols at first or Braden Matheny after him in relief, just not a whole lot of time to find men downfield. Fowler, they've given him some carries, but has been mostly bottled up, and it was a very tough first half for the Indians. And don't necessarily know what you're looking for coming out of half. Maybe at the very least you're you're trying to do something to take in next week against California. And I know there's still 24 minutes left to play, but that's just the way things are looking right now. And I don't think that's a bad way to look at it. Try and maybe try some new plays out. See what you could do with Matheny. See what you have in Matheny and the sophomore quarterback. Just because probably maybe some softer coverage too out of Blair Hoax, but it's. I, I'd be interested to hear what they're talking about in the locker room right now. I mean, they're just looking for something positive. 
They're looking for spark. They're, they're going to play some young guys, see what they can do. Maybe they can provide a smart. You're just looking for something. Um, doesn't have to be a touchdown. Doesn't have to be a long score. Just something. Good block. Good run. Heck, a uh, good way to get escape pocket and complete, you know, to your checkdowns. You want something positive out of this game at least, if not a score, because right now you got a zero on the scoreboard, and we know that Hallsville does not have a kicking game. And let's look at a couple scores around the area that are taking place. Mobile leading Mexico 28-8, to one of the other games that's at halftime, along with ours. Cap City is out in front of Truman, 14 nothing. That's another Jeff City school. Rockbridge and Hickman battling. Last thing heard from there, Rockbridge was up 7 nothing. So those are a couple other games that are going on at the same time. But for Hallsville sitting at 4-3, looking like they're probably going to go to 4-4 four four at this point before their final game in California next week and Blair Oaks looking like they're going to stay undefeated. I mean, it was it just at Hallsville, I think, when we talked to Coach Conyers after the game, it's probably just going to be similar to when we, when we heard Hallsville a couple weeks ago when they lost that game to Osage. And although not in as blowout fashion, they've just gotten outplayed tonight. I don't think you can necessarily be too upset because Blair Oaks has, has played some really good football. Hallsville had said been some mental mistakes in the busted coverage that led to the Pranger touchdown and the blocked punt, two blocked punts actually. So that will be more to work with. But overall, I'd be interested to see because there's there's sometimes where you play a team that it's just a mismatch and that's what it's been so far. I mean, I mean you look at this Blair Oaks team, they're probably the favorites to win the state title this year. Absolutely. And they're no slouch of the squad. Yeah, you, you want to play close, you want to try to win this game, but at the end of the day, when you look at this offense and you look at their defense, they, their defense has played solid this year, too. I mean, the, the highest point total they've given up all year has been 42, and that was in the first week. So, this player Oaks team's not a slouch. I mean, it's not fun getting blown out, no doubt about it, but it, you just don't want to hang your head. You don't want to get down on yourself because there's still some football left to be played. Yep. you got another regular season game next week, and then you got playoffs. Well, Hallsville, too, I think it would be nice just to see a longer sustained drive. I mean, we only saw one Hallsville drive where they crossed midfield in that first half yeah. and it ended with a turnover on downs. That was the first drive of the game, and there's just been little to no luck on the offensive side of the ball since. So even if, let's say, you would love to have a couple of scoring drives in the half, even if it's not a scoring drive, cross midfield, sustain something, have a drive that goes for four or five minutes, I don't know. I'm kind of throwing out ideas there at the moment. I'm not Coach Connors, any of the coaches in that locker room, but... Yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean, at the same point in time, too, whether it is for Nichols or Matheny, and I'd assume Matheny air it out a couple times. We yeah. haven't seen them do it. Try and see. Give your wide receivers a chance. Maybe whether it's Lampkin, Sievers, or Stinson, one of them runs a beautiful route on deep, the guy deep, and the catch is made, and you'd be like, okay, that's a play we can come back to in a close game later on. Stuff like that, I think. I mean, why, why not give it a chance here in the second half in a game that is most likely well out of reach? Yeah, I mean, you just want to try something different. Um, not to say the receivers haven't been in behind the defense. They have. They've gotten behind them. Just made them able to connect. Well, I think the biggest thing is here, too, for Hallsville coming out of half to sustain a drive. I just thought about that a moment ago, how they are the ones getting the ball to start the second half. So anything here to not go three yeah. and out and turn it right back to potentially give Blair Oaks a chance to get into 50s before we even get into this third quarter. I mean, stuff like that too would be big. The only time I think we've seen Hallsville playing a game with a running clock was when they beat Palmyra 58-20. to And as much as I hate to say it, I think we may be yeah. heading towards that territory And this game as we're about seven minutes from getting underway in the third quarter here in Blair Oaks. It's their senior night and their seniors are certainly putting up a good show, as Hallsville's did last week when they won that game. Be interested to see what Coach Connors has to say after this one. But really, any other thoughts about the first half of this one, Cam? 
I mean, if you're Hallsville, just trying to get something positive. If you're Blair Oaks, you are the favorites to win the state title. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I can't really disagree with you there. The way they've played so far this season. It was a great game between these two last season, but not so much tonight. We'll see if it can stay a little bit closer here in the second half. We're going to take another break for a couple more minutes, and when we return, it'll be the Indians getting ready to take the field on offense to start the third quarter. Don't go anywhere. We've got a whole half of football left on the Show Me Sports Network. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Cartier can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcartee.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Cartier. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community wood shop. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions 
At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. Just about time for the second half here between Blair Oaks and also on the Show Me Sports Network, Ben Schmidt and campaign. We've got about a minute until Blair Oaks will be kicking away to Hallsville. What do you think we see play call wise on this first drive of the second half? Just be aggressive. Just have fun out there, honestly. I mean, oh, uh, Mike Leach was once an offensive coordinator, I believe. It was, no, not Mike Leach. Bruce Aarons was an offensive coordinator at Mississippi State one time, and her quarterback had a broken leg, so they had a punter go out there, and he just slung all over the yard. So I, just I, do that. I'm glad you brought that up. I do remember that. So, and not not the exact same situation, but is a backup quarterback in for Hallsville in Braden Matheny, who we have not seen at any point this season. Even when we had the game earlier where Colton Nichols got hurt, Matheny was not, I don't think, able to play in that game. So that's why Xavier Stinson essentially played Wildcat QB. But now Matheny's getting a chance, and we'll see. Don't sling the ball. Don't yeah, throw it. I would assume he'll be out to start the second half. I can't see why he would go back to Nichols now that you're trailing 48 to nothing and a half. But you never know. We'll have to ask a little bit about that decision later on, whether it's tonight or next week prior to the next game against California. The teams have taken the field, and we are ready for some football. Blair Oaks puts the ball down on the tee. The raise of the right arm, and here comes the run, and the kick has boomed away by this Blair Oaks special teams. It is going to be a short one brought in at the 20, on 25. Aiden Sudowski angles up near the 30, and he's just across it, so that's where Hallsville will start. And I'm looking on that far side, and here comes Matheny and company for this first drive of the second half. We are in, uh, in our running clock, by the way. Just wanted to point that out. If we look up and all of a sudden there's a minute left in the third quarter, it is because that clock will not be stopping based on the current deficit. So here comes the offense. Many, many of the normal characters are still out there, except Nichols. It's Matheny, the backup, who came in in the second quarter. He's got Fowler directly behind him. Two wide receivers near side. That's Lampkins and Stinson. And then Seavers and I think Xavier Stinson are on the far side. Pistol formation. Here comes the first snap of the half to Matheny. He drops back. at to come back out to Isaac Stinson. Catches made and then swings his way up to about the 37. And now there's been a little in the passing game. That comeback route has been the one thing that has kind of worked. And Matheny finds it for the first down completion. Yeah, these two comeback routes, slants, because they're playing five, six yards off the ball. Eat up that empty space. So they rule that the gain picked up seven yards there, and it'll be second and three from their own 39-yard line. 
Matheny yelling out the signals to his offensive line. Two wide receivers on the far side, one near side, and Stinson is in an upright stance, but looks like he may be blocking. It's a give to Fowler running left side. He gets a nice block, and it turns a corner across the 40, up near the 44 where he's brought down, but he does get the first down that moves the chains. Got a nice block by the receiver on that side. I think that was Lampkins who sets Fowler up there for some success, and that's the first first down of the half for Hallsville. Great first down there for Hallsville. Just like I said, they're getting something positive. Got a first down. That's good. Get, do some more. Get some, another first down. Well, Hallsville now... He's getting slightly closer to midfield. Wide receivers closest to us on the near sideline is Fowler, Lampkins, and Seavers. Meanwhile, on the other end of the field is Isaac Stinson. Looks like they may go empty set. Actually, a little bit of a different look here. The tight end, Xavier Stinson, is in the backfield behind the quarterback, Matheny, while Fowler, the running back, is split out wide. First down, Matheny drops back. He's got the snap all day to throw. Now he's going to wind up chucking it deep for Seavers. It's under throat, and it is intercepted, making the sliding pick with Zach Pranger. He's got two touchdowns. Now he's got a pick, and Blair Oaks will take over just inside their own 30. He had his man. He just didn't have the arm strength. That's just a young quarterback. That's essentially a young quarterback. His arm strength will develop. He wanted something deep. He slung the ball around. Basically an arm punt. No, no harm, no down. No harm, no foul. So here comes Blair Oaks and Dylan Harrow at six touchdowns in the first half looking for number seven. He's going to start from his own 29-yard line on this first drive for the Falcons of the third quarter. Wide receiver goes in motion. Hare takes a snap, gives it to the running back. Lackman runs left side. He's across the line up near the 35. Cuts back in. 40, 45-yard line and up in midfield and across midfield down to the 47 before he's brought down by two different Hallsville defenders. It took a combination of Zach Jarrett and Braden Nichols to bring down the running back, Lackman. And now Blair Oaks is into Hallsville territory. So on the seven drives of the first half for Blair Oaks, they scored on every one of them. And now in a pistol formation, four men out to catch passes, two close to us and two on the far side. Snap give to Lackman running right up the middle, tries to go through the hole, and there is no hole, and he's swung down, maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage, looks like it. And a couple different men in there to make the tackle for Hallsville. Nicely done by a combination of Lucas Hollitz. And then on the other end of the tackle was Garrison Bauer. DJ Larkin got in there late. It'll be second and ten. Approaching... About eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Just underway, Hallsville started with the football before Matheny threw the interception. Now second and ten, give to the wide receiver in motion, going far side. Now angling up near the 40-yard line, spinning back inside across the 40 down to the 35, still going all the way near oh the goodness. 30 is the receiver. That was Zach Pranger who got the end around. He's had one heck of a game, and he gets the first down. There is a flag, though, so this could be coming back. It makes me wonder if these Blair Oaks teammates, I wonder if they train with Dylan Hare on just how to do Houdini plays at practice. Maybe they just run drills where they're like, okay, we're just going to break some tackles, break out of the mosh pit, do a little spin around, do backyard football. Well, it was second and ten. The offense is moving back, so it looks like this is on Blair Oaks, so it negates a run there by Zenger. It was a Holding play, excuse me, Pranger. I apologize for the mispronunciation. Zach Pranger. I combined the Z from Zach into Pranger. It and happens. After the holding call, it'll be second down and 13, 7.57 to go in the third quarter. Hausel's been behind from the get-go. Blair Oaks scored on the first drive of the game and hasn't looked back since. It's 48 to nothing in this third quarter. So on the second down and 13, we'll see whether they have Hare throw the ball for the first time this half. He's in the shotgun formation, going in motion is the receiver Pranger. Now the snap is taken by Hare. He gets to the running back, Lackman. He's across the 50, down to the 45. His offensive line is pushing him ahead to about the 44. Won't get any farther than that. So a decent pickup right there. Gets about six yards and cuts this third down in half. 
Larry Oaks just making offense look easy right now. This is about probably the best third down situation Hallsville's had Blair Oaks in all game, though. So we'll see what they dial up. In a third down and seven play ball on the 44-yard line of Hallsville. Got Joey Wilday lined up all by himself near side, and on the other end of the field is a combination of Blackman Weiberg, and I think that's Hall out there as well. Shotgun formation for Dylan Hare. He's got a couple deep bomb touchdown passes and with multiple receivers in single coverage, see if he wants to take a shot right here. Hall goes in motion near side. It's a snap. Give to Hall on the motion play. He catches it at the 50-40 yard line down to the 35 and he's got the first down. He came in motion and Hare threw it to him right away and once he caught it, turned the body upfield, gets the first down. As we touched on it before, Ben, um, they love to like motion Hall out, do some jet sweep, just get him in basically open space get your playmakers in open space and it's just worked for Blair Oaks all game well it's a free completion the way they run it because Hall becomes free in the flat route and he in that instance was able to turn up with nothing but a whole lot of green turf ahead it's now first and 10 from the 39 of Hallsville give right up the middle to the running back Lackman he's across the 30 spun down to about the 27 so it'll be a gain of about eight or so on the play. Lackman has been not a heavy usage night, but he's been pretty efficient in the limited carries now yeah. second and short. Looks like Lackman did pick up exactly seven on the play as we're now under six minutes to go in the third quarter. Entire Blair Oaks offense looking over towards the near sideline before this next play. They have only thrown the ball once this entire drive and the throw didn't even cross the line of scrimmage. It was essentially to haul in the flat route. Here comes the second and three play. It's another give to Lackman. Huge hole, cuts left side. He's inside the 20, angles left near the 15, and he cuts back in, makes a tackle, miss, and he's inside the 10, brought down. How did Lackman get out of a couple of those tackles? I don't know, but it's now first and goal to go for Blair Oaks, and the running back there showed off some shifty moves. It, 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 like you said, he, uh, how he got out of it was shifty moves, tough running. That's what he did. There were multiple times where I thought Lackman was going to go out of bounds and just kept cutting back in. That's another thing about Blue Oaks is when they're headed towards the sideline, they're always looking to cut back in bounds. Mm -hmm. And you can't say that about every team. There's a lot of guys who just take the game there and go out. But I've seen it multiple times with Lackman, Hare, even Hall, the willingness to cut back into the field to play. Another give to Lackman, first and goal from the nine. He's not going to get a whole lot. Maybe gets to about the line of scrimmage before being brought down. I think Crane was one of the main men in there on the tackle. And for one of a few times, Hallsville bottles up the run, now second and goal. And then touch back on that. Like you said, they kind of like whip at a cutback lane in the sideline. I think that's just the way they're coached. I think yep. the coach has said, hey, you know, we're looking to go to the sideline. Maybe the defender will get lazy, try to look to cut back and get some extra yards. Yep. Uh, we've seen Nichols do that a ton for Hallsville. And all, in general, I think Hallsville does the same, but not every team that Hallsville has played has the same mindset. Second down and goal. It's a pitch to Lackman running outside. He's being swarmed at the 10-yard line, makes a miss. He's inside the five at the goal line. He dives, and the ref, it's going to base on the call, and he is in for the touchdown. That's from nine yards out. Lackman beat the men to the corner, and nicely done as the running back has his first touchdown of the night. Great strong running by Lackman there. I mean, he showed it the entire drive. Showed that he was just a bell cow in this drive. How many carries he had, Ben? Oh, I, I mean, I don't have the exact number, but he was got to be close to 10 on that drive alone. And he's he just showing. Churning and churning. Yeah, showing to be a dominant force bell cow guy, and he, he was rewarded with a touchdown there. So now 54 to nothing. Here comes the extra point. It's on the way, and it is good. So that makes it a clean 55 to nothing. And with four minutes and 20 seconds to go in the third quarter, Hallsville offense 
We'll be back out in just a moment on the Show Me Sports Network. In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. So we're going to get that goose egg off the scoreboard as their offense for the second time this half will take the field. The first time they did, it ended in an interception out of the arm of the backup quarterback. This time we'll see if a better result is in store. Here's the kickoff. It's a low line drive per usual. And it's now picked up at the 25 across the 30, 30, 45. He's got an open lane and up across the 45 before being brought down is Aiden Ski. The safety and kick return has a nice return there to get up to the 47-yard line. Best field position of the day for Hallsville. Finally, something positive. Again, you just want more positivity to come out of this game. Yes, you're getting blown out. You want to get some points on the board, but just positive play. Finally, for Hallsville special teams, it comes from a return of kick return. Great. This is the best starting field position of the day for Hallsville from their own 47-yard line. Here comes Matheny with Fowler directly behind him. Only two wide receivers in on the play. Whole lot of men in on the line of scrimmage to block. Looks like seven of them. Here's the give to Fowler running left side. He breaks the tackle. He's across the 50 and down to about maybe the 48-yard line. So not a big gain right there. But he will pick up about five and bring up second and manageable as we get closer and closer to the end of this third quarter. Yeah, 320. That's on the clock. Get Like you said, Ben earlier it is a running clock situation because the deficit is more than 35. Here comes the second down and five play right here. That's actually second and four. Matheny will take the shotgun snap, come back out to Isaac Stinson near side, and he makes the catch at about the 44. Does not get the first down, but he'll make it a third and one as Stinson has his third catch of the game. Pretty much I feel like any completion we've seen at Hallsville has been on that exact same yeah. route, whether it be on either sideline, but outside of that, Blair Oaks' pass defense has been pretty incredible, and you see they're playing off with their coverage. That's the one way that Hallsville has been relatively able to attack. Now third and one, you'd guess probably a run here, and it looks like most of the men on the line of scrimmage are in the block. Third and one, here's a give to Fowler running left side. He's got the first down, cuts back in. He's across the 40, maybe gets to the 39. He only needed to get to the 43, so he easily picks up the first down, and Hallsville's got their second first down of this drive. I mean, Ben, as you said, they've gotten that little hitch route. They've gotten it a couple times, and that's a good way to attack off coverage. But one thing it also does, it also sets up a stop-and-go route. Essentially, when the receiver still goes for a hitch, he's going to fake it, and he's going to be open deep. Here comes first down and 10 from the 38-yard line of Blair Oaks. Shotgun snap. Matheny will give it to Fowler. Running left side, tries to cut back in. He's to the 35-yard line. And they're going to say he's marked down right there. So picks up about four on first down. We have yet to see Matheny keep the ball in that read option play like we see Nichols so often do. Fowler has still gotten a decent amount of carries despite the score total, and it's going to be second and six. You haven't seen Matheny run a whole lot. Maybe he, maybe he likes to attack more with his arm. Just haven't seen a whole lot from his legs. So second down and six, Stinson and Zach Charette are the two men lined up out wide near side and then on the other end of the field 
is I think that's Lampkins and Seavers. That actually might be Xavier Stinson. Regardless, there are four men in the catch pass. Just straight drop back, looking for the hitch route. Now running out of time. He's going to take off and run. Actually just scrambling to buy time. Fires for Jared at the 15. Did he make the catch? No, it's incomplete. And then did he get intercepted as well? We have to see. Did Blair Oaks come with that football on the tip? I don't think so incomplete. What a great play, though, by McFeeney to be able to escape the pocket, get back behind the line of scrimmage to get a, a play. Just out of nowhere, just backyard football. So I thought for a moment that there may be a chance at an interception off the tip pass going for Jared, and instead it's incomplete. So third down and six, probably the last play of this third quarter. See what Matheny can dial up. Taking a little bit of time here to try and get the play call in. We're under 10 seconds to go on the play clock. Matheny now goes back into the pistol formation. Fowler directly behind him. He raises that left knee and will take the shotgun snap. It's a give to Fowler running right side on. He's got to turn the corner. Cuts back inside across the 35. And he won't even get across the 35. He's down essentially where he started. And it'll be now about fourth and six as that'll likely mean the end of this third quarter. Nice job there swarming to the football by Blair Oaks. No gain. And as they look over near that far sideline, there's six seconds to go. So that will do it for the third quarter. Not a whole lot of scoring, but there was a running clock. Hallsville is on the move, though. They are into Blair Oaks territory, but is going to take a fourth down conversion to keep this drive alive. We'll be back in just a moment for that fourth down play on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers. Fourth quarter and fourth down for this Hallsville offense. Didn't want to miss this fourth and sixth play. Shotgun snap, rolling out, buying some time, trying to get a throwaway, and the arm will be hit of Matheny and the pass falls incomplete so it's a turnover on downs on the first play of the fourth quarter. Matheny tried to buy some time right there but just could not do it and Hallsville turns the ball over on downs. Yes they do, they do again and again not to fail to mention to our listeners that it is a running clock situation here in the fourth quarter. We've got 11.35 left in this game um, due to the deficit being larger than 35 just as the rules of high school football. And I don't think that's Dylan Hare out there anymore. So his day is done. He finishes with six touchdown passes. And we'll see now what the backup has in store for us. First down, the run near sideline. Now turning the corner, 35-40. And up across near the 41-yard line is the man in motion. I'll get you that in just a second. I'm going to have to go into backup player territory and really start digging into this roster for Blair Oaks. You're going to keep you on your toes. The man who got the carry was Jet Couret. Wide receiver, the sophomore, is into the game. And the man at quarterback will get you that in just a moment. 
Picked up six yards on the play. Second down now. Run right up the middle. And he's not going to get a whole lot before Halswell swarms to the ball carrier right there. That was Dylan Keigel who got the carry. And it's now going to be third down and short. The man in the quarterback is Tyler Bax. The backup and the freshman takes over. We're going to get some reps in here in this fourth quarter with Blair Oaks leading 55 to nothing. Ben, I have to say, hearing a receiver named Jet is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't say that's not cool. That's, I mean... I'm not going to argue with you there. <laughs> and now before the third down play, I think a flag came in from the far sideline. Didn't see whether it was encroachment or false start, and it was encroachment, so Halsell will be called right there, and because it was a third down and short, gives Blair Oaks a free first down. Looks like Blair Oaks is going to be slow and methodical in this drive. He's trying to get out of this game without any injuries, get their young players some reps. First down to 10, Backs is going to keep it himself. He's across the 50, angles right side of the 40-yard line, takes on a defender, and falls ahead to about the 44, so he'll pick up a decent amount there on that first down and 10 carry. I think he got about 8 or 9, and he'll bring up second and short. First action of the game for Backs in relief of Dylan Hare. Maxson shows he's got some wheels too. Young freshman quarterback, maybe he's looking to take the reins for this offense in his sophomore season. Got to be a nice night for Dylan Hare, huh? Six yeah. touchdowns, seven in total for your team. And then you get the fourth quarter off as Blair Oaks leads this one at home against Hallsville. Big in the fourth quarter. This thing is going to wind on down. So now the backup backs is in. It's a screen pass far side on catches. Just a little bit tall, and it's going to make a play. Looked like he was going for Austin Niles. And it'll now be third down after the incompletion. Third down and short, though, just 31, and that would have picked up the first down, but the pass just airmailed a little bit over the freshman running back who tried to catch that pass in motion. I mean, this is what you're going to see out of these young players. You're going to see a lot of growing pains, and that's just one of them. I mean, they haven't played a, little, uh, a lot together in terms of in-game reps, and that's just one result of that play. So third down and a bonus. You know, already here's the give right up the middle. It looks like he's going to get right to the marker and get stonewalled, but I think he got it as a running back on the play. Dylan Kleigel looks like he's right at the sticks, and I think this may be enough to move the chains. We'll see whether they move the chains, and they do. It's a first down and 10. Needed a yard and got exactly that. So now on this ninth drive of the game for Blair Oaks, they continue to move the football, and they're down to the 43-yard line of Hallsville. Already up big. Well, if you want to take one of the good things away for Hallsville, they're not going to allow Blair Oaks to score 76 like they did last week, I think. I, I, I Actually, I can't say I, that. I would soon. highly doubt that. They I probably mean, won't score 21 more in the next eight minutes. It's about 8.25 left, and the clock has stopped, actually, for the moment. Oh, no, it's running. But, I mean, it's a running clock, 8.20-something 8, 8 and change, and I, I highly doubt we'll see 70 here tonight. I love what this game as we will tell you after the play, first down and 10, give running right side, and turns the corner at the 40, 35 yard line inside the 35, is still churning the legs as the running back Warren Davis. Nice carry right there as the freshman running back is going to make this a second and short. I was going to say this game is for Dylan Hare well over, but he is still on the sideline taking snaps, yeah. helping out one of the centers. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's, I think that's just funny to see. You hope there's a situation like that for Hallsville next week when yeah. they're up big and we can see Colton Nichols helping one of his centers out with the game well well on hand. So it's going to be second down now. The pitch, once again, the runner is Davis. He's got it, trying to turn the corner to the outside inside the 30, and he's going to be down at about the 27 there on the first down carry. So Davis did get the first down on the carry a moment ago, but here he's going to get a short down now, second down coming up. Another thing to note is senior night here at Blair Oaks. We heard Dylan Harris' name be called, but said he wanted to play college football. No clue where that school is yet. 
Well, if he keeps putting up numbers like he did tonight, there will be some that call, come calling. It is second down at five after the run. Shotgun formation for the backup quarterback into the game. That's backs. So this looks to be a pass all the way. Although now a runner going in motion. He's going to give it that runner. And coming near side is Davis. His third carry in a row. But he is hit hard in the backfield. Nice tackle by the man for Hallsville. Came flying in. That was Jacob Plummer. I think one of the better tackles we've seen from Hallsville tonight. So good job for Plummer. Just into the game on defense. Came flying through to make that stop. And Ben, that's another thing. Positivity. Nice good tackle. Watch that on tape. And it will build up Plummer's confidence too. Well, Plummer too sniffed that one out pretty early and came flying through the hall. That was just good recognition and awareness by Plummer coming down from his safety position. I believe that's where he was at before the play. Plummer, they have him listed as a defensive back. It is third down and six. We're about halfway through the fourth quarter. Blair Oaks looking to add to this lead. Here comes a snap to the quarterback, Dax. He gives it to the running back. Actually keeps it himself, but he's not going to have a lot of room to work with as Harbison comes in, makes the tackle, and that's going to go down as a loss of yards for Dax. And Harbison haven't gotten the chance to call his name a ton, but he makes a nice tackle there, and it'll bring up fourth down. Great play for Harbison there. He's able to get the tackle, tackle for loss. He's able to finally get a stop for Hallsville, too. Hallsville finally able to get a defensive stop here in this game. And looks like maybe Blair Oaks is going to go for it, or fourth and long. Well, it's fourth and ten. We'll see what the play call they decide to go with right here. It's pistol formation, two wide receivers near side and another on the other end of the field. Shotgun snap, Dax is going to roll out, trying to buy himself some time. Now steps up in the pocket, got a receiver, but he couldn't get it to him when the pass falls incomplete. On the near sideline, he had Owen Shellman right at the sticks, but when he tried to step into it and put it on him, just did not have enough arm to get it there, and that'll be a turnover on downs for Blair Oaks. Now Hallsville gets her stop that they desperately needed on defense. I mean, it's something positive to build off of. I mean... This Blair Oaks offense is hard to stop, and just even though it's against the backups and the younger kids, it's still a confidence booster for your defense. So Halls will take over on their own 32-yard line, just about five minutes and some change to go in this ball game. And as we've seen the whole second half, here comes the quarterback Braden Matheny, who has turned the ball over a couple times throughout this ball game. Has played really since the middle of the second quarter when Halls was already down big at that point. Everyone else, the usual suspects in on the Hallsville offense. Lampkins near side, Isaac Stinson on the other end, along with Seavers and Fowler in the backfield as the running back sending directly next to Matheny. Going in motion will be Lampkins. Excuse me, that's Seavers going in motion. Fowler gets the running back carry, and he is not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. He is met in the backfield on a nice play by the defensive end there for Blair Oaks as he was able to shake the left tackle and get in there to make the stop. I'll tell you that it wasn't just a moment. Austin Milges is the one who made the tackle. Nice play there by the D end. It was a great play there. He was able to get off the tackle and cause a tackle for loss. And it's not so easy when you're going up against Harrison Fowler with his big frame. It's six foot, almost nearly 205 pounds. Loss of three on the play. Second and 13 for the Hallsville offense. Looks like we see we maybe see them continue to run the football as well. Nope, it's a pass dropping back. Come back out to Stinson. He makes the catch, but he's hit right at the 34. Ooh. The ball might have came out on the hit. Blair Oaks sideline is saying that it's incomplete, but the refs say that Isaac Stinson did make the catch. But, man, he took one hell of a hit there once he brought that football in. That's Stinson's fourth catch of the game, but he paid the price in just a short game. It's third in at about eight. Surprised they have not tried to use a stop and go route with Stinson. I mean, they've been working that little hitch, and it's just a perfect way to set it up. So we'll see what Halsell draws up on third and eight with Matheny. Be great to see him put one in the end zones at some point on this drive. Get his first of the season. 
Shotgun formation. Xavier Stinson goes in motion from left to right. And here's a snap from rolling right is Matheny trying to buy himself some time. He's still rolling now. Sets up throwing downfield for Isaac Stinson. It's underthrown, but Stinson goes up. Did he bring that ball in on the far wow. sideline? He was bobbling in, and the referee's going to rule that what he a made catch. the catch. He gets all the way up to the 40-yard line of Blair Oaks. It was a 50-50 ball and probably the best catch of the season we've seen by Isaac Stinson. Nicely done right there. All I can say is that better be on Toad Rack Swag on Good Morning Football. That better be ESPN Top Town because that was the best catch I've seen all night. So fourth down and 10 at the 40-yard line of Blair Oaks. 3.26 to go in the game. Halsell working quickly up to the line of scrimmage after the sophomore receiver Isaac Stinson's catch. Pistol formation. And the clap of the hands and the snap is received. He's dropping back. He has a lot of time to throw now, standing at his own 50-yard line, buying time, chucks it downfield for Seavers. It's going to be on the sideline. Did Seavers make that catch? He brought it in, but did he get the feet in? And the referees, I think, are going to say he did not. Man, the Oswald receivers have definitely come out to play in this little laddering stage of the fourth quarter. Almost another good catch by Seavers this time. So I'm trying to do the math quickly in my head. I think that catch by Stinson a moment ago was about a 30-yard reception. There's a flag on this play, by the way. We'll let you know who it's on in just a moment. The pass was ruled incomplete, and Hallsville is also backing up. So this will probably mean second and 20 on a holding call for Hallsville. Hallsville backing way up all the way to their own 40-yard line. So this could have been, I think, even worse than just a holding call. It's second and 30 now with three minutes to go. So a big, big penalty call right there as Hallsville has to back way up after they were into Blair Oaks territory for only the third time this evening. They have been kept off the scoreboard so far with a couple minutes left trying to get to that zero off the scoreboard. Pistol formation for the backup quarterback, Matheny, he takes a snap. He's dropping back, looking to throw. He's looking left all the way. He's now going to step up, launching downfield for Lampkins or Seavers, pardon me, and it falls incomplete. He just didn't have enough to get it to Seavers. I apologize. I keep going back and forth between Lampkins and Seavers, but there was Seavers right there, and it's incomplete. It's a tough throw for a young sophomore to make. As you can tell, he wanted it. If he just had a little bit more arm strength, he probably completes that ball. He just doesn't have it right now. And that's just the adage of a young player. So it'll be third down and 30. We're just at about two minutes to go in the game. And we'll see what this Hallsville offense can do right here. It's third down. They're going to have to go 30 yards, get all the way to the 30-yard line of Blair Oaks as they will take the snap from their own 40. Now the quarterback, Matheny, will go up to the line of scrimmage and yell out all the signals to his offensive line. Six seconds on the play clock. Got to get the snap off. And they do. Dropping back to throw and all day to throw. Now going to step up, throw near sideline. And the catch is made at the 48. It's Isaac Stinson. He spins out of a tackle momentarily, but now will be brought down at about the 47 of Blair Oaks. So a nice completion there of about 13 yards. And that's Isaac Stinson's sixth catch of the game, but it's now fourth down. Ben, when I saw Stinson hit that outbreaking round, I was, really, I was like really hoping McFeedy would throw that ball, and he did, and it was a pretty one. So good find there by Matheny, one of his better completions, but really has had a nice drive here, completing it to Isaac Stinson a couple different times. Almost had one deep downfield deceivers as well. It is fourth down and 17, so Hallsville almost cuts it in half, but they've got a lot of work to do. Three wide receivers all lined up next to each other on the far side of the field. Dropping back now is Matheny rolling right. They're just trying to buy him some time before he sets up a throw. He's got Isaac Stinson. Can he turn it up and get to the first down? I think he could. It depends where they rule him running out of bounds. And it looks like they're going to say he picked it up. What a great 
rollout pass on the run. Well, Stinson essentially ran the exact same out route just to the other side of the field. All they had to do was buy enough time for Stinson uh, to be hooked up with by Matheny if Matheny could buy enough time, and they did. Good route design there as the yeah. other two wide receivers cleared out, and then Stinson able to pick up the first down. 37 seconds to go in the game, first and 10 from the 30-yard line, or actually 29 of Blair Oaks. Dropping back now is Matheny. He throws far side on and it's over the head, out of bounds. Just not a whole lot of room to work with. It looked like and it's now incomplete. Literally on that previous route, Stinson was able to sneak by the defender who was covering him in the flat. Was able to playing zone. He found a soft spot in it. He was able to pick up that first down. There's 17 seconds and counting in the game. This may be it for this one, the last play, depending on what Hallsville just finds to do. They're trying to get off the zero in the scoreboard. They're at the 29-yard line of Blair Oaks, but are about to run out of time. Dropping back now, going to fire to the end zone for Landon Sievers. It's a jump ball. It's tipped in the air and incomplete, and that's the ball game. Try to get a 50-50 pass from Matheny to Sievers. It falls incomplete even after the tip, and that's your old ball game. Blair Oaks takes this one 55 to nothing, led from start to finish. And Halls are going to have to look to rebound next week in their final game of the season when they head to California. Uh, uh, California, Missouri, Ben. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, yes, correct. Uh, but basically, like you said, they're going to have to look for a bounce back win in California, Missouri. Um, it's not going to be easy. Um, coming off a loss like this, you're going to want to try to do too much, and that's where mistakes come in. He's going to have a nice solid week of practice, going to be disciplined, got to really clean up the special teams. I mean, Halls will really basically spotted uh, Blair Oaks two touchdowns early in this game off of special teams mistakes. One of them was a block punt for a touchdown. Another one was a punt that hit off an offensive lineman's helmet in that set of Blair Oaks in great territory and they were able to capitalize on that touchdown. Well, for Blair Oaks, they moved to 8-0 and on the season. Their chances to go for a second state title in three seasons only strengthens as they really made things look easy tonight. And Hallsville, after an undefeated regular season last year, currently sits at 4-4 four and four as we get closer to the end of the season. So certainly work to be done. And you can certainly hope that Coach Connors and the rest of the staff will have a whole lot to work on here in practice this next coming week. For Hallswood quarterback, it was a combination of Colton Nichols and Braden Matheny. Regardless, neither of them can get Hallswood in for a touchdown. Harrison Fowler got a lot of carries, but also did not have break a whole lot of big ones. On Blair Oaks' side, it was the Dylan Hare show once again. He rushes for three touchdowns, throws another three, two to Zach Pranger, and one more to Joey Wilde. And then just for the finishing touch in the second half, Hayden Lackman, the freshman running back, gets a rushing touchdown. And now Hallsville will regroup. Any final thoughts from you, Cam, before we get into the post? So I really not final thoughts because we're going to give a whole lot of yeah. more thoughts here in a second. But I, I mean, yeah, you got blown out, but just don't hang your hat. You're playing a really, really good football team. And like we said, they're, they're favorites to win a state championship this year. There's no doubt about it. Well, Cam and I will be back in just a moment to talk a little bit more about this game, wrap up the broadcast here on this Friday evening. We'll be back on the Show Me Sports Network for the postgame show in just a moment. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians football on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, 
and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Attention Indians fans, here's your chance to help the student-athletes of Hallsville by becoming a member of the Hallsville Athletic Boosters. Your gifts help provide all Hallsville athletes with a safe and positive experience while attending our school district and also help purchase items that our sports team couldn't otherwise afford. You can join the Hallsville Athletic Boosters this season for as little as $25. Membership is open to everyone. Interested in joining? Look them up on Facebook by searching Hallsville Athletic Boosters or email them at HallsvilleAthleticBoosters at gmail.com. Let's go Indians! At Hallsville School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business the following public service announcement is brought to you by the eddie goodell society jefferson city chapter 10 doing little things to make a big difference want to make a big difference in your community be kind to others drive safely and put litter in its proper place Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! 
At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions at the boone county journal we're with you all the way we know that you're more than just a subscriber you're an employer you're a parent you're a neighbor most importantly you're a community member it's our goal to provide you with the latest news sports opinions obituaries classifieds and more to keep you informed about your community to find out more about the boone county journal or to subscribe call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com the boone county journal we're with you all the way Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carti. You've been listening to Hallsville Indians Football on the exclusive home for Indians Football, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Hallsville Indians Football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carti, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares. Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world. Receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you?
This is the Hallsville Indians postgame show on the exclusive home for Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the Indians. Exclusive postgame coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football on the Indians Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field of the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Back to wrap things up on the Show Me Sports Network postgame show, Ben Schmidt and campaign, and was a very brief game, less than two hours from start to finish, aided by the second half running clock, but not a whole lot to talk about, especially for the Hallsville side. They fall in this one, 55 to nothing. Blair Oaks continues their dominant run, moving to 8-0 on the season. Hallsville is now 4-4. Four and four. They continue to alternate wins and losses, haven't really been able to build anything outside of the two consecutive wins they had a couple weeks ago. They've got one more game left in California, and meanwhile, Blair Oaks will have their final game next season against Southern Boone, who Hallsville just faced last week. So a big, big changes to be made in this week in practice. Hopefully we see the much better version of Colton Nichols next week. Get Fowler closer at 170 rushing yards a game. As really not a whole lot to talk about in the Hallsville offense because they didn't score. I, I think Isaac Stinson may have arguably had his best game as a receiver just volume-wise. He had yeah. six catches. The offensive line was spotty. I didn't think it was the worst ever, but it was it was spotty. I mean, they had, they had their moments for sure. And I think Lampkin deceivers also made decent, decent contributions, saw them uh, get involved in the passing game. And it, it was just a tough break, one of those instances where you're facing a team that's really, really good, one of the best in the state. And now you regroup and go forward to next week. I mean, you got to regroup, you got to play physical, and you got to play good football because it's not easy. It's not going to get any easier. It's on the road. So we'll see what Hallsville can do in their finale next week. We'll have that one right around 6.30. Justin and I will go on the air and hope it is a victory to end the season. Otherwise, Hallsville finished f- under 500 at 4-5. and five. If they can't take it, we're not going to think about that. They're going to go out. They're going to get the win and play well, or at least we hope. Real quickly, we'll touch on Blair Oaks just because I guess we have to. Dylan Hare stole the show with three passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns. Zach Pranger, the senior for the Falcons, had one heck of a showing with two touchdowns. Both came in the first half. The second one could not have been more wide open. Also picked off a pass later in the game, picking up backup quarterback Braden Matheny. And then one other man I think we have to highlight. I don't know if linebacker Doug Blaha came to the game today expecting to leave with a touchdown, but he got one when the punt was blocked and he caught it in the air and ran it in for six points. All of this accumulating in 55 for the Falcons and 0 for Hallsville. Anything else I didn't hit on, Cam? Uh, I mean, you hit on all of it. Um, Dylan Hare is Dylan Hare. Blair Oaks is a good team, and they're likely to state championship favorites. Absolutely. I mean, it's I don't think it's anyone will be taking the Falcons any less seriously after how they played tonight. I mean, this is a team, no matter who is facing, you're going to have your hands full. Hallsville is going to move forward, though, no doubt about that, and you can guarantee that Coach Connors and staff will have a good practice plan for this next week coming up before their final game next season. But that's just going to about do it for us here on the Show Me Sports Network. It was quick. It was over before it even started. But thank you for everyone for spending your Friday evenings with us on the Show Me Sports Network for campaign. I'm Ben Schmitz. And we'll talk to you once again next week at the same time and place on the Show Me Sports Network. Enjoy your weekends, everyone. And we'll see you on the next Show Me Sports Network broadcast.
You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Indians the best. Exclusive coverage of Hallsville Indians football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hallsville Athletic Boosters, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, and Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Indians Radio Network, your exclusive home for Hallsville Indians football. School District, our educators do more than just teach. Lives are being shaped for the future before they even enter a classroom. For students to succeed, it takes an entire district-wide team. Join Hallsville School District's team today, now offering competitive salaries and benefits for all positions. Visit Hallsville.org and click on the employment link under our district tab. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom. Using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The -the state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.